This episode is dedicated to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who has given me the opportunity to speak on a platform to reach everyone based off of his love and dedication. Thank you again, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You're now in tune to Mathematics Podcast, not the science of numbers. We articulate the craft among combat sports, mixed martial arts, select way. We're both of them addicts, that's the only your hearsay. So pass to the side, lock in like a newbie karami. An army here solely for this fight, symphony. And stab by the spaceman, keeping the daft commentary for Mathematics Podcast. 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 One, uh, <laughs> all right, gre- <laughs> all right, greetings and welcome to the Mathematics Podcast. I want to do an echo. Next time I'm going to try to do like an echo to it. Uh, my name, I am uh, one half of the host, uh, Brandon Spaceman McDuffie, and we have our, 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 our second half of the host, that, that is Thadbot Gray, a.k.a. Well, well, I, I don't like all eyes and ears on me, man. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that. My wife was like, so, so you using that for for that? I was like, no, I'm not using. She's like, so you would have just chosen anyone? No, she's like, she's like, she's like, like grilling me the whole time. I'm like, no, it's just I don't like, I don't like a lot of like attention, man. Even though like I'm a goofball at work and I'm a goofball in life. Let's, let's be clear here that you're only <laughs> adding me to this. So it makes you look a lot better. No. Oh my goodness, that's that's so terrible, man. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to get this volume up. <laughs> so okay, so okay, and so I'm your host. <laughs> digressing. I'm your host, Brandon Spaceman McDuffie, uh, and we got a second host that is that Bod Gray. AKA MMA's Brian Fantana. I want everybody to know that you're your MMA's Brian Fantana. And that has no idea. Was that? <laughs> Will you grow? I do have a second camp on, <laughs> oh my god. Am I I'm trying to see, am I even recording? Oh yeah, no, it is recording. Okay. All right. Do I but, sound okay or do I sound but I sound worse than I do? Last year or yeah, last year. <laughs> I think only I think the all the audio recording will sound the same, but like I'm gonna post the video recording so then they could they'll hear like what's actually going on. I'm hoping it, it works as <laughs> as planned. I, uh, I don't have my Bluetooth in, so this is all iPad. So okay, <laughs> let's hope, let's hope this works. And then if, if it doesn't, if we got like a, like a, you know the knockoff edition. Oh, and then my wife, she's so literal. She's like. You know, because I was using the term bootleg. She was like, you know, the term bootleg means stolen. I'm like, well, when you grow up in an urban environment, bootleg means like knockoff. It means like no frills. So, amateur. Yeah, yeah amateur. amateur. Yeah, yeah. She, I think, I think that's the Nebraska, the Nebraskan in her. I, I'm not trying to knock Nebraskans, but I'm just saying like Jersey, Jersey, New York, probably Iowa. And, you know, the tri-state, Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Philly, those areas. Like bootleg, we use bootleg as like knockoff, like. Like not exactly the right thing, more of like, like like the st- like the second best, like kind of like uh, like what's the what's the what's what's the uh the, the the like the you had the the cocoa krispies like versus like they like you had like instead of cornflakes you had like something like like you had flavorade instead of like Kool Aid like things like that. But anyway, 
not going to do Power Powerade. Powerade. Powerade back in the day used to be the the, the bootleg uh, Gatorade back in the day. Now now it's taken over. Like like people don't even drink. I don't even, I don't even know a lot of people who drink Gatorade. Like they drink Powerade mainly. But <laughs> but anyway, I did want to give credit. <laughs> so I did want to give credit. I didn't give credit last time to my my exclusive beat maker uh, Rochi Beats I wanted to give him a lot of credit for you know that he 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 produces the <laughs> the the beats that I you know that I I, I rhyme over. <laughs> okay so so I wanted to go straight into I'm like I'm looking to the side cuz I got my notes again the most bootleg podcast ever like the the background is like so foggy looking cuz I'm trying to get the lighting right or well, whatever <laughs> So I should get it like so it look like uh, what's that? What's that? You gotta get some red strobe lights, buddy. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I wanted to get like I, you know what I like to get? I, and, and I know you're like you're probably like I have no idea who these people are, but like I grew up a huge fan of a of a group called the Trial Call Quest, and then like the the Low and Theory album had the green the it's like the black, red, and green, like Africa. Uh, black, red, and green, um, like lights in the background, and I was always obsessed with that. And it, uh, another group of Soul, Souls of Mischief had like uh, "Never No More" the song. They had like these colors. Each each person that rhymed. I, I, I'll have that's your research, Dad. You got a Dad bod. You gotta you gotta research. Uh, you gotta research Souls of Mischief, "Never No More," and then uh, Tribe Called Quest, "Low on Theory" album. But anyway, <laughs> that that, 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 that yeah, he's like yeah right. So I wanted I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to start the podcast because another thing, my wife, I, like I had to listen to the the first podcast and she was like, OK, you you introduced you got you both of you guys as uh, transplants to Nebraska. But you didn't really say anything about like what makes you like fans of MMA, like MMA aficionados, not which we're not, but like just well, <laughs> that is I'm not. That's the that's the. <laughs> so she was like, so why don't you go into detail? So. I will say this, um, and then and then I you know then I let that do his spiel. But like I will say this, like I'm not I'm not a I'm not an MMA expert. I, I'm an MMA fan. I'm a hardcore diehard fan. That'll let you know. Like I'm always sending like messages of like MMA news, and I think because I'm such a hardcore fan um, and I and an MMA enthusiast. And I love to go to the gym and practice and get punched in the face when when I when I am available, you know, when I'm not like sick or just like making excuses that I'm tired. Like I enjoy that. So I've been a fan. I'll say I've been a fan of combat. Well, I mean, I grew up watching boxing. Oh, hey, there he is. Oh, oh, there he is. That's that's Muscle Man Jones. Is that is that? Are you Muscle Man Jones? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the you muscle twins. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so the <laughs> so my my MMA background. So grew up watching boxing. Um, kind of stopped after the heavyweights. Kind of like they they died out. Um, after like I think I stopped watching after like Chris Bird and uh, Joe Messi, baby Joe Messi, and all of them. I I think after that I just stopped watching. Um. But I got into MMA um, when I was young, like when, when I was like 19, my uncle, credit to my uncle Richard Rogers, um, Dr. Richard Rogers, uh, credit to him uh, for 
uh, getting me into pride. He got me into pride, mainly pride and then UFC. Um, and I think it was because I grew up I grew up as a WWF and WWE fan. And I, I wanted to see that the reality of people actually fighting. And that got me into it. But anyway, uh, as the evolution progressed, I, I, I stayed on course with uh, MMA, with pride. And then pride eventually kind of, uh, I guess it, it went under or whatever. I, I hate to use the term went under, but I don't know another term. It no longer it, it discontinued. And then I and then I continue with UFC and then watching Dana White, uh, you know, kudos to Dana White, like watching that evolution. I've just been a fan. Um, I, I was never a, a martial arts practitioner as a as a as a kid or growing up. Um, I got into it later on in life, but um, always been a fan. Always wanted to take martial arts. I think being <laughs> I, I, I'll speak to the audience. <laughs> but, OK, no, but um. <laughs> Being, um, being that I, uh, I think being raised by a single mom, I, I mean, you know, I, my mom did the best she could, but I don't think she really had to, you know, work in multiple jobs and really had the opportunity to, um, to, to get me and to understand to delve into martial arts to really get me into it. But I, I've always been a martial arts fan from, uh, movies to, <laughs> I was speaking to the audience, like our two, our, our two listeners that we have, like. Uh, both our wives are our, our, our only our only two listeners. <laughs> well, four technically four listeners: you, myself, my wife. Well, you, my wife, uh, your wife, and 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 me. We're the only like four listeners. I don't even know if your wife listens to this. I haven't told her that we. You're too embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I think as we get better with this, you know, yeah. But, but anyway, that's that's my story. Um, big Pride fan. Uh, watching uh, Vitor Belford, and I think I, I don't, I don't think I really got into it like during the Hoist Gracie era. I feel I, I'm embarrassed to say I wasn't big into it during the Dan Severn like UFC one, like with a uh, Hoist Gracie and Dan Severn when people were like fighting and like they were actually. Like like chemo, like I, I would watch it, but I I wasn't really knowledgeable of it, you know. Where like Hoist Gracie had like chemo wrapped around his legs and just like pulling him by the hair and just like pounding him, like which is illegal now. You can't you know <laughs> you can't headbutt people like like left way, you know, like where you can headbutt them. But um, but yeah. Anyway, that's that was my story. Um, I got into it. Uh, I'll say ninety six. I say uh, ninety six, ninety seven. To onward, I've always been an MMA fan. Now you, Thad Bod. <laughs> that's, yeah, so me. that's looking up Wikipedia so he can lie about his knowledge. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That would be later than we're looking over the fire. Okay. My background is completely opposite of Brandon. So I started watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers about, I want to say, 93, 94. <laughs> and I was a huge fan of Tommy, which uh, you... Uh, Jen green, green, Switch. Green Ranger, man. Green and white. And white. YouTube videos he still represents. <laughs> no, I would say for me, it started, I'm trying to think, when I moved to Omaha, because I didn't really, I want to say 12, 13, and I had a buddy, it's always interested me, but I, of course, it's not on regular TV, and I had a few buddies that went to Buffalo Wild Wings back in the day, and... Uh, I feel like that might have been the Silva days. Uh, Probably. Yep, yep. So I kind of grew up on him. 
and that so 12 and 13 so i did that for probably a day, about a year and then it wasn't until two three years ago me Neil, working with you invited me back to the fights <laughs> and i have a family so of course i just wouldn't do it and uh enjoy getting back into it i just enjoy you know that's the reason i watch sports i know back in the day i used to watch wcw i really enjoy that even oh yeah for Ray Mysterio, totally legit. He's about sixty years old now. I, <laughs> I think so. Still uh, yeah. uh, but all my knowledge comes from the last few years. I would say, seeing pay per views with you over the last few years. Fight. Uh, was it? I got ESPN Plus. I had it for a few months using another person's uh, account for a while. <laughs> I, I think everybody does that. I didn't have it for the past year or at least eight months. And then until last month with the Hulu deal, I was able to get ESPN Plus again. So I was able to watch the last uh, fight this last Saturday. That's, that's dope. Overall, I guess I wrestled. So that gives me ah. that, that uh, gives up my experience and things that I know a lot. I, I don't. I just go against what he usually uh, votes for, and that's how I usually win our fights because he always picks the underdog, or he's just he's just really nice and gives me the win. You know, it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, we, we and we would uh, bet on uh, Funko Pops, you know, because we're both nerds. Um, yeah, and then and but that would always win. Yeah, I don't think I would just give. I don't think I would give you the the victory. I think a lot of times, and this is something I'm I'm, I'm going to touch on as we recap. The uh, Calvin Cater, uh, uh, Giga Chikatse uh, card. Uh, I think a lot of times I don't go like I, I think a lot of times I go off of MMA math and that doesn't work all the time like it didn't work for the Calvin Cater, Giga Chikatse. I should have rooted for it. You know, I'm going to go into that. But I think when we would make our bets, I would go off of like MMA math and I would be wrong like half of the time and I suck at math. It, which is hypocritical because the po- the podcast is called mathematics. It's not math. It's not you know how you you know it's not math mathematics, but you know. But anyway, <laughs> but so you know, I do, I do the same thing just because I you know you don't have the time to actually look at everything all the time like these nerds, these macho nerds with their stats <laughs> and. I, I would say I'm one of them. I mean, I'm not macho, but I'm a nerd, and I do the stat. I just think that I just. I don't know. It's like instinctive. I go off an of instinct. I don't take. Yeah. Which, but I will start now after like being shut down <laughs> with the last. Well, I, I also got shut down just as bad. I think we, we lost a decent amount both ways. <laughs> so with that said, um, we've uh, we, we've we've appeased uh, my, my wife's request of uh, discussing. The our introductions, and I'm hoping because I got the mic hooked up. Just a side note, I hope I'm hoping that it picks up your the other mic, the video mic, picks up your. I think it will pick up your um your audio. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure I would it out. Recommend <laughs> taking. I'm trying to think the best way to do that. That'd be interesting. Is I would say the input that you're receiving should be going to your device rather than the mic picking it up. I, I think don't know if you yeah. Can do that. I'm thinking too much. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and and I'll figure once we're done with this, well, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. So by I say by the tenth episode, it, it should be clean, man. Like right now, we're we're just still figuring stuff out. So some of the things I wanted to 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 address, 
uh, I wanted to apologize to the our our our, uh, our four listeners, including ourselves. I'm apologizing to you and myself. So I'm uh, self talk. Who's the fourth? The fourth. The third. <laughs> the third the third is my wife and the fourth okay it's not your wife quite yet so the fourth i would probably say my brother because like i think my brother listens to this yeah time. yeah i don't think nobody from my gym i don't think anybody from mixed gym listens to this even though like i think i told i told uh i, I think i told like a couple people but i think they just learned well one 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 person i told at the dynasty combat sports which i'm going to go into that um in just a moment and that was awesome awesome experience but i told one one gentleman and i don't think he got to listen our our friend uh mark from dc um we're not gonna give his last name but our friend mark from dc (laughs) or arlington virginia he 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 listened to it but i think once he heard like i think he heard like a third of it and he was like i'm done i'm out (laughs) but but, uh, but anyway i just wanted to just apologize for the background noise. We're not going to have none of that tonight because we don't have nobody working on anything in the house. Secondly, I wanted to apologize for my stammering. I have a habit of stammering when I talk. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I, I do that a lot. Uh, I guess on my mom's and my and my brothers and my and friends' nerves, but you know, I try to work on that. And then, lastly, I apologize for Thad's volume. I don't know if I fixed that quite yet, <laughs> but it will be fixed in the near future. And then set and last. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, just scream, scream into the mic the whole time, you know. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, lastly, the length. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna go as long as we did. I think the first one was an experiment. It was a new. That's why it was called the worst first MMA podcast ever. That's the title of our first podcast, the worst first. Is this the worst? <laughs> this is gonna be. This is gonna be the sophomoric effort. <laughs> Like like sophomore oh. effort uh, is it so, is it isn't that the term sophomore effort sophomore sophomore go so, what, what's it I don't know it's something with sophomore but anyway this would be the sophomore effort uh podcast <laughs> and uh, or episode and then so and and then I also wanted to apologize I called Juliana Pena Julia Pena that was me talking fast trying to like comp, uh trying to improvise. But it's Juliana Pena, the uh, Venezuela vixen. I want to give her all the respect because she is the women's bantamweight champion. And I shouldn't be calling her by a first name that she probably doesn't go by. So Juliana, the Venezuelan vixen, Pena. I want to give you respect. And also I want to give Chel Sonnen love. I love you, Chel. I'm not trying to hate on you, but, you know... You know, you you know, get your say. I'm stammering right now. Get your pronunciations right, man. Do do better. That's all I gotta say. We're gonna watch so many. <laughs> if I ever run into Chell, man, Chell is gonna hit me up, man. But <laughs> so okay, so yeah, let's go. Let's go back. Just touch on. We're just gonna touch on the co, the co-main and the main event. Uh, starting off with uh, Caitlin Chukagian versus Jennifer Maya. I was absolutely wrong. I went by MMA math. I went by her most recent losses and underestimated her. Um, she used, and I should have known that she was going to use her reach advantage because she's longer and her length, you know, her length to, uh, to, to, to not allow Jennifer Maya to, to close the gap. And then when J- Jennifer Maya did a good job when she did close the gap, but Caitlin Chikagian outboxed her. I would say even out jujitsu her when she took her down because <laughs> she had I, I I if I recall she had 
uh, uh, more ground control than uh, Jennifer Maya in the first round. Uh, I think she did a she did an awesome job. She won fair and square that decision. How about you, Fad Bod? I feel like it kind of lit how I expected it, the reach. Uh, definitely was a factor in this match. Uh, Jennifer tried getting in there, getting in there quite a bit, but uh, Jukagan would. Uh, <laughs> she she played her reach. She played. She knew the length that she had to play because if they. If they got in, then it'd be a much more different match. But Kaylin played her game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, so I was wrong. You were right. If they, if we were betting, you would have gotten um I think you would have won one of the like the BTS Funko Pops, because I, I think you're still collecting those guys. Um the BTS one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then Secondly, going into the main event, uh, Calvin Cater versus uh, Giga Chikatsi. I don't know how I underestimated Calvin Cater. That dude, first of, first of all, I'm sorry I cut you off, but first of all, I got, I got to say, man, East Coast represent, man. Yo, uh, Massachusetts, Boston, whatever. He's from the New England area. Yo, represent. Much love. Um, he put the pressure and defense on and didn't even allow... Giga Chikatse. He was trying to he was trying to throw that sidekick, the Giga kick, which I was like, I fell in love with when I made my prediction. Didn't even allow him. I mean, he he caught him a couple times, but not enough where he could set it up, have that pivot or or that that waist, that you know, swinging at that them hips to to throw that Giga kick. Uh, Calvin Cater, man, and then Calvin Cater uh, did like a a good uh, slip and uh, and like an elbow, like that sneak that. Uh, Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, like that that slip elbow on him. It was just slick. Anyway, phenomenal fight. I was wrong. I'm not. I, I'm not hating on any more of my East Coast people, Caitlin Chikagan, Calvin Cater anymore. I wasn't even hating on them. It was just more. I just thought the other their opponents would have won. But I will say, I'm rooting for both of them going for, forward. And I would also say, uh, update Caitlin Chikagan. She's on. Um, on her, uh, that was her last fight. So right now she's a free agent, and I think that earned her uh, a multi-year contract. Just saying. All right, what say you there, that bot? I would say my decision. <laughs> I probably would have gone with my decision before. But holy crap, Cater! Uh, he didn't give a shit about <laughs> not fighting like for over a year. You know, he's a scrimmage quarterback. He's not going to get hey. He's going to get soft completely wrong yeah he came in fired up you know even going into the ring i'm like he looks like he's trained this whole year oh yes yeah. him and, and Font. Took, and you can tell giga didn't know what he was getting into when he got yeah. there and calvin's punches elbows he demolished him giga tried i would say that first round with the kicks and Cater didn't give a shit. No, nah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, and then he just controlled the rest of it. And uh, I think this was, I think a lot of us, a lot of us had Google eyes. For the Giga kick. <laughs> yeah, we did, man. He, he's done well over the past few matches, but this, he need, he's going to have to turn around, figure out, you know, he needs to rewatch that match again and again and again and again moving forward because... Everybody watched him 
get handed to by Cater. Absolutely. And and also, uh, uh, Giga Chikatse, he I felt that he allowed Cater to intimidate him. I, I feel like when he fought, uh, when Giga fought Edson Barbosa, he intimidated uh, Edson Barbosa. Well, I'm sorry, let me correct my what I said. Uh, Calvin Cater didn't allow Giga Chikase to intimidate him, is that is what I meant to say, because I felt Giga eventually intimidated Edson Barbosa. I could be wrong. I'm not in Edson Barbosa's head, but I felt like when Edson Barbosa wasn't able to do what he needed to do, he he got intimidated um, and, you know, and I, I don't know, felt defeated, I'm assuming. But uh, but yeah, I, I and then but also I would say that I felt in the first round Giga was doing fairly well, and then when he slipped, cause like a lot of people slip on those uh on on that you know on the mat um that can the canvas uh yeah they slip on it. I don't know if it's that that uh whatever an, antibacterial spray that they spray on the on the canvas, but they've been slipping a lot, and I think that changed a lot of momentum because he he tried to throw a kick and slipped, and then. Calvin Kidder, Kidder caught him. He, yeah, yeah, caught him, and Kidder, I think that threw him off. Eyes of an eagle, because you yeah, quick jump on yeah, him man, and, and took him down for it too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think that changed the momentum. Don't get me wrong; I'm not taking anything right away from Calvin Kidder because Calvin Kidder would have done what he would have done anyway. But I, I feel that I felt that that did change a lot of momentum, and it, I think that does a lot in the UFC. And I'm just wondering if. The UFC needs a real. I don't know. I I it, I, I I like Dana White. I think he's a good guy, um, despite what, what some people say. But I think he's hard headed, man. I think he's like he's stubborn, and, and I'm gonna go into that. Um, well, if I got time, um, about some of the things that I wish he would work on, uh, um, versus being stubborn or using his stubbornness to work on. Um, but yeah, I, I feel that I, I mentioned that to say I don't think Dana White is ever gonna address that why they slip like i think he's like well it works it's kind of like the gloves it's kind of like uh trevor whitman has the onyx gloves that are awesome like it has like the foam that that i'm and i'm butchering it i'm paraphrasing but it has like instead of your regular uh uh, the, the 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 gloves that the mma gloves that they use this has like a type of foam in it to kind of I don't know contour to the it it absorbs I mean it, it like absorbs blows like impacts better, um and it's just a better glove and and it's like and I know it's not just Dana White it's more of um the UFC I'm not sure if it's Venom uh, they want exclusivity from what it was been been reported like they want to exclusively own those gloves versus Trevor Whitman being able to go out to like one champion uh uh chitra uh i I forget how to pronounce his last name or scott coker over at uh um bellator or whatever or pfl and be able to branch those gloves out to all promotions but instead like the ufc is like nope we want we want it all as as far as what's been reported so i just think you know i think dana's like (laughs) hard-headed but you know sometimes you gotta be that way to be successful you know but anyway um Moving on, <laughs> I'm going to always say that. Uh, so I wanted to cover with you uh, some of the news I, I've I've learned uh, um, about um, Hamza Chimaev. Hey, 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 oh about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Name, but uh, uh, Chase has completely wrong on uh, Jay Collier. Holy crap! Oh man. yeah, man. <laughs> Jay came out. And I told you the whole thing and ended the whole thing. He didn't. He came in knowing exactly what to do. 
I told uh, yeah. 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 Which, you know, that was serious. I was like, oh, Chase is done heavyweight for so long. You know, that weight difference, you know, it's that wrestling mindset that I was in. Mm-hmm. But no, Jake has experience times five, times ten. Yeah. And Chase didn't know what to do because Jake is an actual professional fighter mm-hmm. through multiple weight classes. And that made me, you know, feel stupid after watching that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was impressed. Uh, that, that, then, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just like, I was like agreeing with you. No, no, you can have uh, feedback or comments for oh, Jake and Jake. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think out of all the fights, I was dead set on Jake Collier uh, winning just because I just felt um, not exactly his record, but the fact that he he fought at a lighter weight and he do was like in a great like cut. Like you look at him now, you would never think that he looked the way he used to look when he fought at middle and light heavyweight, but I think that memory just kicks in. And what's crazy is he was interviewed afterwards and he said that he doesn't even uh, uh, roll uh, with the, in uh, uh, BJJ or, or jiu-jitsu in a gi, he, he, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, he's yeah. like, he's a white, he's, I, I mean, he's a better white belt than me, but, uh, but he's like, yeah, but yeah, it's just crazy. As long as he's fought, he's never, but I think the same goes for like Derek Lewis. I don't think he rolls or wrestles you know he just uses this pure strength of will which i don't have <laughs> but uh but yeah but no but that was great no that was that was a all i i i not to pat myself on the back but eh, i kind of saw it happening <laughs> but uh but yeah no so just moving on to a couple things in news i just wanted your your, your thoughts on this is um how about Chamayev and uh, Gilbert Burns? Like, we don't have to go into like a, a breakdown because that'll come up as that fight, as they book the fight card and so forth. But what are your thoughts on them booking that and uh, and finally getting Hamza a uh, fight after uh, uh, Li Jing, uh, Jing Lang, uh, Zhi Liang? I would say uh, I'm excited to fight. Well, I'm just excited to see fights, and then I'm. Want to see Burns lose, man? I, what? I, nope. You're not a Burns fan? Dorino, the man. Nope. Oh man, I I will say I'm a I'm a Gilbert Burns fan. Oh, another thing, I would always say I'm a huge fan, huge fan. I'm not gonna do that anymore because I, I was very conscious. Are you a huge fan? <laughs> I I am a huge fan of Gilbert Burns though. Yeah, I, can't. I, I I'm but I. I will agree. Not that I want to see Gilbert Burns lose, but I think I think Hamza Chamayev is the real deal, man. Yeah, like he is the real deal. He is hungry, and if I and it's been said by many that he not just his wrestling because he 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 moved uh, uh, Jack Hermanson uh, around, and Jack Hermanson's a middleweight. Uh, Gilbert Burns fought at uh, fought at both uh, uh, I'm sorry, lightweight and and welterweight. Got knocked out by Dan Hooker. I, I I just think, man, if if Dan Hooker could do that to uh, Gilbert Burns, and I I get it, he's progressed over the years, but a punch is a punch is a punch, man. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, if you that's something you don't build yourself up to to be able to not get knocked out, man. You know, but uh, but I think Hamza Chamayev is gonna. I think he's I think he's hungry. He's tired of the fact that he was he had that long layoff and COVID and everything, and he's just I think. 
I honestly see him as a future champion, man. I, I see him, you know, but I, we'll go into that in the future. But, yeah. I think everybody kind of agrees with that. He, he's a beast, man. Yeah, Hamza Chamayev is just, oh, man. That dude. They're, they're at another level. They're, oh, oh. Another cheer. That's like yeah. S plus. Yeah, yeah. And as far as I know, he's the only uh, Chechen fighter in the UFC. I don't know of any others. Because a lot of people get him confused with being Dagestani. He's not. He's uh from Chechnya, from the Republic of Chechnya, uh, or Chechen, yeah, but uh, but no, nah, he's that dude is well fights out of Sweden. You know, he also his uh he lives in Sweden. You know, trains with uh, Alexander the Mauler Gustafsson. But yeah, I wanted to discuss that. Also, I wanted to touch on um, uh, and I I I didn't prepare you for this, but I wanted to discuss. So after the, during that post fight press conference for uh the Cater Chikase card. Because neither Kate, both Kater and Chikase went directly to the hospital. I mean, obviously, we know why. Yeah. They beat the crap out of each other. But uh, a reporter had asked Dana White about UFC 272 because, you know, that that uh, that main card has been shaken up since uh, uh, Piotr Jan. And, and we talked about that Piotr Jan and Aljamain <laughs> Sterling, ironically. And then Max Holloway and... and um, and uh, I'm and, and uh, Alexander Volkanovsky now Vol- Volkanovsky's fighting uh, uh, Chan Sung Jung, but uh, I wanted to discuss uh, the, the so uh, Masvidal and Kobe Covington, uh, Jorge Masvidal, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, Kobe Covington, Chaos Covington have been uh, are the main card. I don't know if they fight for the BMF belt since it's since it's the uh, five round main event, but it uh, the reporter threw at Dana White. If that I don't know if they heard or if it's in the if it's in the makings, but uh, Poirier, Dustin Poirier versus Nate Diaz might be the co-main, and if that's the case, that would be sick. But also it makes sense because yeah. Jorge Masvidal fights out of ATT, Dustin Poirier fights out of ATT, Kobe Covington is former ATT now he's with uh, MMA Masters and and Kobe Covington. Is beefing hard with obviously Jorge Masvidal the fighting and Dustin Poirier. So I wonder. I, I I'm hoping that happens. I, that would be a sick card. I think it needs to happen. I think you need a good co-main if you're going to have the main event, a non-title main event. Even 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 if it's BMF belt. What but what exactly is the BMF belt? I mean, come on, man. I mean, Jorge Masvidal got beat by Kamaru Usman, so technically Kamaru Usman's the uh, the BMF, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So anyway, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think you could you see that? Do you agree with that being a good co-main? Poirier no, and Diaz. Yeah. They're both their boxing's excellent, and I think top top boxing in the mm-hmm. UFC is yeah. Diaz and Poirier. Absolutely. And I they visually. Would I would say Diaz, of course, is going to be more boxer esque, but they're so similar. And I would say just because I'm like looking at a lot of stuff right now, <laughs> uh, just like the Jorge and Covington. Fight that would be a good you know that's a rivalry right there right mm-hmm. and then if that's the car or uh, the fight before the main card main fight then that it'd be a total rivalry which is something that we need yeah 
of the new year, and it's been a little kind of slow lately. So that'll yeah. be the first big fight of the new year, which I'd be excited to see. Oh man, that'll be so sick, man! I yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I, I don't know who I hate more <laughs> for that main fight. Oh, so, oh, you don't like either one? Yeah, I, <coughs> excuse me. No, I agree. I, you know the crazy thing? A lot of people, I, I, I'm going to get flack for this. So, obviously, I like Jorge Masvidal as an East Coast dude, uh, Cuban brother. Like, I love my, my, you know, I love my Cuban brothers and sisters. Um, uh, I, I, let alone that's, but like Jorge Masvidal, I feel like this does like that bully aspect of him. You know, <laughs> that, both bullies, yeah, you know, yeah, no, I was going to, I was going to, yeah, I was going to go to yeah, Kobe, Kobe Covington, not a fan of his shtick. I mean, I'm a fan as far as it's entertaining to the point where it's so cringe is funny. But when you hit like what you see with Jorge Masvidal is what you get, you know, what I'm saying with Kobe Covington, on the other hand. There's a lot of reports saying that he's not really that person. Like he might be, oh, yeah. and, and I don't, I don't care. If, I don't, I don't care what his political beliefs are because I, I, that's not that's none of my that's not, that's not my place. This is the fight business, man. I, I don't care what you're, and and regardless, again, if it's a character, it's a character. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel the the only reason why I would say that I would probably root more for Kobe Covington is because number one, Kobe Covington, not that I'm rooting for him, but uh, but I can see him winning. <laughs> Because he went the distance with Kamaru Usman, and Kamaru Usman gave it all, gave it his all, yeah. in my opinion. And he, I think, you know, obviously he didn't knock out Jorge Masvidal the first uh, Kamaru Usman's the first the first fight, but Kamaru Usman dominated him, held held him against the cage, took him down, dominated him. He couldn't he couldn't do that to Kobe Covington. Um, um, so yeah, I see Kobe Covington, and I, I'll probably I'll be honest with you, I, I'm gonna get a lot of hate, you know, saying on, from certain size of the spectrum political spectrum but i'm gonna probably be rooting for kobe covington man you know you know what's weird you know yeah i'm gonna get hate from the that from that political side of the spectrum but jorge masvidal got the same he got the same uh political beliefs too so i mean you can hate me all you yeah, want they're, they're both, <laughs> if anything i heard i've heard covington at least is respectful afterwards yeah exactly yeah. which you know i respect uh people that put the work and effort out yeah. and turned into a real person afterwards, which yeah. myself, I've heard less of that. Exactly. So <laughs> that, and I do agree, exactly. Uh, the good thing about Kobe is he doesn't have that, when I think of 2021, 20, I think of that picturesque uh, Superman punch through Masvidal's face. Oh. I mean, that... That should be like if you're going to sh- have a picture background of UFC, <laughs> it should be Usman. Oh yeah, knocking out. Uh, oh, the spit coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Just collapse. That, that was so perfect too. Oh man, and seeing another thing that people didn't notice, I tried to so. <laughs> I tried this on uh, Josh Kretschy when we were um, uh, local legs. Yo, yo, local legs in the house, son. And we're going to touch on that, too. But uh, I tried this on Josh. Uh, no, I don't think it was. It wasn't the Usman. It was more of the uh, the Nate Diaz. But so what they do is they they'll they'll smack the um, your lead hand. Uh, I mean, not, let me see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, your rear hand. Um, no, no, no. They no. They'll smack the lead hand and then catch you with their with their rear hand with the rear hand, uh, with the jab. Well, you know what I mean. I'm sorry with the cross. 
the you know smacking in with the cross. I'm all confused because I'm like trying. To, I'm looking at my camera and I'm all confused. But anyway, like when I was spar, I would try. Uh, I would try with Josh. I could never because Josh is just like is just too amazing with with his striking man. He would always catch me. <laughs> but um, but it's it's uh, but yeah, I would um. But yeah, that that's the thing that people don't talk about is that you know it's like that uh, element of surprise. You 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 smack the uh, you, you, you not not you don't smack it, but you 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 knock the the lead hand down and you catch him with the cross, and yeah yeah, and you just all that power, man. And and um, you know, Nate Diaz did it to Leon Edwards. Ironically, Jorge Masvidal and him got a, a beef to settle, and then Kumar Usman did it to. Or him off it all, ironically. So yeah, it's just yeah that that's just yeah man, that's awesome man. But yeah, so moving on from that, <laughs> did you have anything else to say about that? Okay, <laughs> all right. So and the last last thing I wanted to report, we don't have to discuss it because this is something we we we're gonna look, we're gonna look out for is um Amanda Nunes. Uh, it's been reported that um I think I saw this on MMA Junkie or MMA Fighting. I'm, I always get my my sources confused. I I promise to get my sources better, but MMA uh, MMA Amanda Nunes is leaving ATT to open her own gym, and I think that's cool, man. Um, I want I wonder if Dean Thomas is going to be part of that. I mean, I know he's doing his own contractual. Um, Dean Thomas is like Amanda Nunes's uh former coach. She's a coach at ATT. I think he mainly coach women. He also coached Greg Hardy. Um, but yeah, he was doing his own. He left to, to do his own kind of, he would contract like contract fighters to, to train with him. But I wonder if he's going to be involved. I, I think that would be cool if she involves him. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Um, so, so touching on, uh, uh, Josh local legs, Crutchy. Um, and, and, and I'm hoping I, I'm pronouncing your name, Josh. You, you're going to have to like, when we at the gym, you're going to have to tell me if I'm, <laughs> cause I felt like I had interviewed him and, and I posted it on my site. I'm going to try to post it, uh, either, ho- I, I don't know. I'm going to try to post it somewhere on this podcast, the, this, this podcast, not the episode or, or the episode, but, um, but, uh, he, uh, had his pro debut at Dynasty Combat Sports. Awesome event. I'm going to give kudos to Dynasty Combat Sports, uh, Phil Henderson, uh, the rest of the, the, the promoters, owners there. I think, I mean, I feel you guys do an awesome job. Um, I, I feel like the best promotion in Nebraska um, as far as fights go, um, local, uh, regional fights, the regional scene. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I mainly wanted to touch on uh, Josh Crutchy because, you know, I always got to represent, I, I represent McDoyle's Gym with pride and honor, and I, I feel like... Uh, they're the best gym in Nebraska. You know, I, I mean, I'm going to get some beef from other people, but I'm just going to say it right now. Josh Crutchy, he nicknamed Mick Doyle the Emerald Mongoose. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I will never tell Mick that myself. I will never call him that myself, but I will call uh, Willie Stewart the Iceman. So, Willie, yeah, you're the Iceman. Willie the Iceman Stewart. Uh, Iceman Willie Stewart. Um, both Mick Doyle and uh, Willie um, coached uh, Josh uh, at his pro debut fight against um uh man my brain is there there i go stammering <laughs> he uh josh crutchy did it made his uh pro debut against uh tyler ashton uh got the rare naked choke victory um in the first round in the first round awesome just wow. totally controlled the fight man and i already called it so you know saying yo just letting y'all know man my boy can my boy can go. You know what I'm saying? My boy Josh can go. Shout out to Josh Crutchy all day. 
So all you pro, they they build him at featherweight, but I thought he fought at uh, bantamweight because he's one thirty five, like within that that weight range. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know I don't know the the dynamics of the weight rank the weight ranges, but what regardless pro so Scott Coker, uh, Dana White, PFL I don't know who the promoter is there. <laughs> Uh, one championship. Yo, look out for my boy. I mean, obviously, you know, he's going to fight some more, you know, pro on the regional scene. But, yeah, look out for my boy. I just wanted to say that. Also, uh, Dakota Cro- D- Dakota Cochran made his um, uh, his MMA return against uh, Justin Baseman. Uh, Dakota Cochran won uh, that fight. I'm trying to remember how he won. I think I think he won via submission in the second round, I believe. Um, and then... I just want to also touch on um, uh, uh, Josette Cotton had uh, beaten Latoya Walker. That entertaining fight. I always like to see, uh, I, and then I know uh, Dad Bot is like, I don't know what's happening because, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, where am I? What is this dude talking about? He just went on this random, t- hey, be random. But uh, but yeah, I just want to, yeah, Josette, I like, the, I like watching her fight because she's so calm, man. Like, I love that. And, and, and like, because I like to see calm fighters. And I try to implement it when I'm sparring because I'm so frantic because I like, I, you know, I try to not flinch when I'm getting punches thrown at my face. But uh, but like I love to see that. And she had Vir- yo shout out to jo- uh, Josette Cotton and um, Virgil Monstar uh, Knight Jr. Vir- Virgil Knight, man, that dude. I love that. I wanted to interview, but I- I'm never successful. I'm going to like contemplate if I'm going to even try to interview anymore because it just seems like it's just it doesn't happen. But anyway, um. I, I would like to like interview, you know, uh, jo- uh, 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 Josette Cotton and uh, Virgil Knight because I, I like I always want to ask. So Virgil Knight, he he dresses up the last Dynasty event. He was dressing up in different costumes that he fought. He was like in Spider-Man, like decked out Spider-Man outfit. And then he came Damn. out. Yeah. <laughs> then then for his fight, this is before this is like when they were just taking pictures before the fight. Everybody was meeting up. And then for the fight, he walked out to like uh, the Jeepers Creepers dude. I don't know what his name, the Creeper, I guess. It, he was dressed up like that guy. The Creeper. Yeah. Yo. That's what they call it, Brandon. Oh, his name is Brandon? His real name is Brandon. <laughs> his name is Brandon. He kind of looks like me, you know, bald, but, you know, when I grow the hair out on the, on the side. <laughs> but. Smile, it's scary. But no, yeah. <laughs> but no, I just I just wanted to mention that because I like I like the way I like the way uh Josette Cotton like she's just super calm when she fights, man. It's just it's just I don't know, I just find it impressive that she could be calm while, you know, and and I feel like that's the best way to fight in my opinion. And then and then Virgil Knight, I just like that dude. He's like a he's like a young Rampage Jackson in my opinion. But anyway, moving on. I'm I'm not going to touch the whole card. I mean, I th- I thought it was a phenomenal card. I thought it was a phenomenal night. Um, got to meet uh, Houston Alexander. Got to talk with him. I saw I uh, ran into Derek Minner in the hallway, um, and I know he was busy because he's coaching his fighters. And good and, and uh, congratulations to his fighters that won. Um, his fighters are awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I totally the people who I saw Dakota Cochran talk to him. I didn't want to bother him. My thing is this: like after your fight, I don't really want to bother people after the fights. I mean, whether win or loss, because you're tired, you're exhausted, you and then plus you're focused on you. And um, I wasn't. And then also the the card ends by like midnight and I'm I'm 45 years old. I'm old. I'm you know, I'm a, I have brain fog by the time. <laughs> I just can't think clearly. I, I'll probably be umming and eyeing the whole time. I'm trying to interview people. But 
that's the opposite of work because I remember that every time I was done with work, I just wanted to go home and relax. <laughs> then you would just start talking about something. Mostly his X Men degree. I was like, that's okay. right. <laughs> X-Men or, or, or Adventure Brothers No we ain't talking about it Yo Oh yo hold up oh, yo, we're, we're gonna talk about that uh, Towards the end And I said we're not gonna go past We're already past I know, like the, I know what we're talking about But keep going Yeah, yeah but anyway so, I'm, so that was Dynasty Combat Sports uh, Seasons Beatings 2022 Awesome card uh, We'll continue to support Dynasty Combat Sports uh, Again Phil Henderson Thank you so much for the VIP um, you're probably not ever going to listen to this podcast, but it's 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 really appreciated. I wanted to send, shoot you a text and let you know that I really appreciate it. I, I will, but um, I think I just got sidetracked with the weekend, but but I really appreciate it and always happy and welcome to attend more. Um, probably not going to interview our uh, people because I just think I'm just not successful, and plus I'm not I'm not a I don't I don't have that. I don't. And I just. Well, I mean, I'll interview people like on the, or like Skype or like if I have a real good uh, personal relationship with them. But I don't think I'm gonna do it at, at the fights, man. I don't. I just don't. It's just I just have too much respect for the fighters to be trying to bogart. I'm not Ariel Hawani where I'm like, like, I, <laughs> and I like Ariel Hawani, but sometimes I feel like Ariel Hawani is just kind of like uh, he pushes the he pushes stuff a little. Hey, like like yo, ease back, little man. But um. <laughs> And I, I, I have I have the right to say that because I'm six foot one, but I you know still get probably get knocked out by many. But anyway, so let's touch on let's touch on the upcoming pay per view Saturday UFC 270. Um, did you want to cover the whole uh, pay per view or did you want to cover the main just the main event? We can just do the main. I, yeah. I don't have any good information for. <laughs> Free, 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 free yeah, because because honestly, I'll be real with you. Like, I'll, I mean, I, I'm aware of fighters, but like the fighters, I'm not too. I mean, I know who t- Tony Gravely, Trevin Giles, Matt Frivola. I mean, obviously Matt Frivola. I mean, New York. You know, come on now. But uh, and Kay Hansen, I'm aware of her. But the rest of them, um, not too familiar. And I feel like it's just air filler. You know, so let's go ahead. I'm just trying to pull it, pull it up now. <laughs> I'm like talking and trying to. That's my multitasking going on. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I do want to say that I wanted to see. I'm going to botch his name, of course. Mostfar Evlov. Oh, Ilya Toperio. Okay, let's touch on that one because that one is going to be a sick fight. So, so yeah, let's start off with that because uh, yeah, my yeah my yeah. It was kid. Yeah, because I think Mostfar has uh, COVID. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And well, when, when I was seeing Mosfar, holy crap! Oh. I was impressed by him. Oh, the just dude. His striking is tight. Yes. His takedowns, probably the oh. fastest takedowns I've seen. In a absolutely. Like, in a match, and I, so when I heard that, I was, I was like, wow! I've been re- researching slash enjoying watching him <laughs> fight for yeah. Probably a good twenty minutes, half hour, and then I was like, "Oh, he's not even part of it." And then uh, Ilya has the smack talking video. I was like, "Well, whatever. I guess Ilya looks good too." But I was more excited. Yeah, Mosbar. Yeah, yeah, and I, honestly, I felt. Uh, my, oh man, I'm gonna butcher the name Mosbar, but uh, but I felt like he was going to win that fight against Ilya Tapori. But um, uh, but yeah, when I saw Ma, Ma, and, and again, I'll go back because I don't have his name up right now. I'm, I'm going by you, Ma, Mavs, uh, Mavzar. 
Um, I felt like when he fought against, because uh, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a huge Hakeem Dewadu fan, mean Hakeem Dewadu fan. And I thought that Hakeem, I didn't know where that fight was going to go. I thought it, it could have gone to decision either way. Uh, this is before the fight started. Um, but I I was, you know, I was rooting for Hakeem Dewadu because I'm a fan of his. And I saw Mavsar, man, that dude just like controlled the entire fight. So, so yeah, tight. So yeah, yeah so just crisp. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that <clears throat> I, I think that they need to postpone uh, in my opinion, uh, any any fillers, uh, I, I think that they, uh, Ilya Taporian and Mavsar Islowev, or however you pronounce his name, uh, I think that they should fight. I think that that should be the the, the pinnacle fight. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Le- so moving on to um, to the main card. We're just going to cover the main card. Uh, let's start off with Cody Stamen versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. Who do you have in this fight, sir? <clears throat> I have Saeed. Um, I don't really have too much information on that. I I, I, could, I enjoy the way Saeed fights, I would say, compared to what I was seeing for Cody. Um, that's about it. I, like I put time into Cody, but I don't. He's coming off of some losses. The, his last win win was over your boy uh, Brian Kelleher. Yeah, that was an and, awesome fight. Uh, but I would say Saeed coming in is he has much more. He's dom- dominated virtually everybody he's gone against, uh, and his only loss was to I'm going to butcher his name, Ramoni. Barcelos, who's, uh, you know, which he's also fighting uh, that night. Ah, yeah, um, excuse me, um. Yeah, I, I think Saeed Nurmagomedov could be. Uh, he, um, he he has a lot of potential. I, I think I'm just gonna go with. I'm not, and I'm not too familiar with Saeed Nurmagomedov, honestly. Um, but I will say, uh, Cody Stamen. I felt I don't know. He had like a. Uh, I think he lost a close family member. I'm not sure of a brother or so. He, he did, it was his brother a year ago. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, brother. And I think ever since then he was always a great fighter. Um, but I feel like he has like a new like light. Like lit, he's like like newly lit up fire underneath him, and I think that controversial loss to uh, Song Yadong, uh, I believe there was a controversial loss uh, when it had gone to decision. I believe I'm not too sure. Yeah, something to that effect. But I think that he yeah, yeah he, he, he he was just pretty out of touch, or maybe that's a counter. I'm trying to think which because where he lost his brother was kind of breaking down. Yeah, yeah, or or, may, or maybe he beat Song. You know, I, I don't even remember, but. I remember he. I remember the fight, and and I I looked at it. It just seemed like I felt like he was winning um, that fight, and I just felt like he just has like this this fire lit under him that he is not going to. He's going to be relentless and not hold back, and you're going to see his sheer willpower. So yeah, I'm rooting for uh, Cody Stamen in this one. Um, moving on, um, I think this fight is canceled, so we might skip. We'll skip this one, but it was uh, Greg Hardy versus Alexi Olenek. Um, cancel. Yeah, yeah, cancel. Yeah, Greg Hardy injured his thumb or something to that effect. So I haven't heard anyone yeah. filling in for Greg Hardy. Um, and who and, are you going to go for? 
I was going to root for Alexia Lenny. I'm sorry, man. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm just not a Greg Hardy fan. I, I don't know what. And and again, not to judge Greg Hardy or anything, but I'm just not a fan of any any dude involved in like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of those people, man. Yeah, like any anything dealing with a man domestically abusing is a woman, or, you know, just domestically abusing. Just not a fan of that. I was just going to go for Hardy just because, not because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't just, I think he has the size advantage, the reach advantage, and uh, the power. That foot. It is what it is. It's canceled. So yeah, yes. But I, I was going to choose Alexia Olenek just for the simple fact that Alexia Olenek, he can withstand, to an extent, he can, ex- he can withstand punches. I mean, Walt Harris kind of proved me wrong there, but I felt like he was just going to try to take Greg Hardy down and just exhaust him. And then ex- and Greg Hardy would just kind of give up. <laughs> he would just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, like just get full mountain and, and try to make him turn around, give him, give him his back and then rear naked choke him or something. But um, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, uh, Michelle Pajeda versus Andre Fialo. Um I I will start off with that. <laughs> I'm just gonna say yeah. clear shot Michelle uh, Michelle Pajeda all day. I'm just saying I'm a b- big fan of that dude. That dude, yeah. What what, what say you, sir? I would say uh, we've already had this talk last <laughs> week with yeah. Michelle because we thought he was gonna be uh, fighting last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm more impressed with him based off of everything I saw from Andre. I don't. He hangs in there. He holds his own, but I would say Michelle is the one he commits to wanting to win, doing anything to win, and he'll get kooky to win. And I expect, I hope it gets a little kooky in there and we see something fun happen out of him. So I'm also going Michelle. Yep, absolutely. So the co-main event, uh, Brandon Moreno versus uh, Davison Figueredo. Um, I'll start with this one again. Brandon Moreno. Um, I, the only reason, as I mentioned with, uh, Aljamain Sterling, I think people fall in love with, uh, with strikers and, and how picturesque I'm using, I'm fa- 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 using your term, how they fall in love with it. And they, they don't look at every asset, every facet, I'm sorry, not asset, but every facet, yeah, an asset, every facet of fighting. And, uh, Brandon Moreno showed that he showed that he has will, he could stand his ground, um, Throw out some crisp jabs, uh, you know, uh, crisp combos, um, but also, you know, withstand any blows, have proper foot movement, proper feints, because that's important as well. But also took the De- deficit Figueredo out and submitted him. And I feel like it's, it, it might not go the same way, but I feel like Brandon Moreno is going to be crisp and clean and he's going to win this again. Oh, minor note, uh, Brandon bought Lego sets. Right yes, after and he's a nerd. And he's a nerd. Horrible you know, <laughs> Star Trek oh. sets. He didn't put them together. They're still in his closet. Oh, so if you check, you can see uh, the multiple. They're probably missing like that one or two pieces <laughs> from the set because he lost them in his house. He's very disorganized. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, fun fact, Dan Hardy, uh, not Greg Hardy or, or Greg Hardy's brother, but Dan Hardy is a huge Star Wars and Legos fan. So Brandon Moreno, Dan Hardy have my utter respect because they're uh, openly uh, profound nerds and they don't care because they, they, they'll beat you. They'll beat you down anyway if you got something to say about it. 
I mean, if you start with them, they're not going to just actively try to hurt you. But anyway, what say you, sir, about uh, Brandon Moreno versus uh, Devison Figueredo? Um, I'm going to go Devison Figueredo. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I, I enjoy both of the fighters. I, I love Brandon Moreno, and I appreciate we're watching this for a third time because yeah. if it's there's going to be, you know, the random good ones. But we can count on this match on being probably top of the night. Yeah. And I would say I was most impressed with Davidson Vallejo's first match. I would say that's where I'm going to get my bias from is he has a lot more solid hits. Like you said, he's more of a striker. Uh, he's now aware of Moreno's uh, ability to submit and keep distance. So we, I think he's the better striker. He now knows that he has distance. And if you place the game of keeping his distance and at the same time not going to the ground because Moreno, I think, will dominate, he could win the thing and he just... I think he's coming back with the fire on this one. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, we've been on mute. No, it's it stops like because because I because I, I start recording on Anchor FM. Your Anchor shout out. I mean, it ain't like we getting any you know, but any 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 promotion from him. But uh, yeah, no, I had to. But it it got a good piece, a good portion of what you were saying. But um, but yeah, so you are saying uh, again, who are you choosing out of Brandon uh, Moreno and Devson Figueroa? Uh. Going Davidson Figueroa. Okay. Just because his strikes in the first match that they had, I felt he was the more solid fighter. He's now aware of the submissions that Brandon uh, can put him in. So if he keeps his distance and doesn't go to the ground, or if he goes to the ground and knows, shit's going to hit the fan. You got to get up. <laughs> That's right. You know, and he's been he training. Right, and I think he has a fire lit after getting beat the second time. Yeah, and he's or been... Not, I, I bought that second match. Yeah, yeah and, and he's been training with uh, Henry Cejudo. So that yep. is a yep. major factor. Which, that's the former former uh, club from for Brandon Moreno, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and they have that little beef going because, you know, Henry Cejudo saying that you know, you're, you're turning against me or, or he was, I don't know, something about some rumors. There's always some rumors about, uh, yeah, you weren't I don't know something about their 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 former training together. Uh, something that happened transpired, uh, but yeah, and, and some drama there. yeah, yeah, some drama. And John Jones has been training with uh, Henry Cejudo, so I'm pretty sure he's been training with uh, uh, Devson Figueroa as well. So you know, a different look might you know might you know help him out. But again, I'm going with uh, Brandon Moreno. Um, fi- last but not least, as far as fights go, UFC 270, Francis Ngannou heavyweight. Champion versus Cyril Gaon. What do you have there, sir? Who who do you, who do you have for this one? <laughs> this is a hard one, man. I, I, I spent a lot of time wasting my time on this match because <laughs> it could go either way. Because I, I felt like one day I was feeling gone because I just want Ngannou out. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a bit sloppier. Gone yeah. is. Much more perfected. Fighter. Yes, yes. But when you look at Francis, he's sloppy, but he's virtually right now the UFC's version of the Hulk. The Hulk, <laughs> when the Hulk matches, Hulk 
Wales, man. Yeah. I understand Cyril Gaon is, you know, ex-teammate and everything. But Francis, he's gotten his losses. But now that he – even he himself knows now that he can Hulk smash yeah. better than anyone. And so it could go either way in my mind. But currently my mindset is – well, today, tonight, I think Ngannou <laughs> – uh, but I, I'll keep talking. So we all know Sarah Gon's uh, game plan is to go the distance, or at least way to Ngannou's going to be tired. And we all know Ngannou's yeah. game plan is knock him out, right? <laughs> stay in there as long as possible <laughs> to to wait for the Hulk's perfect time to Hulk smash. Mm-hmm. But that's you're, you're playing the Floyd Mayweather game, man. Of uh, Floyd can measure that better than Ngannou. Ngannou still doesn't know how to measure the length of time compared to Gon. Gon, and that was something else that I was thinking was Gon knows literally from his name he's going to be gone. Like once Ngannou starts flailing, you get the heck out. He's going to admit. Fuck this. I'm going to back the fuck away and come back in. He's allowed to do that. It's going to look cowardly to the rest of us. But if he's planning on winning the to win the whole thing, that's going to be your game plan is you got to dodge slash run because you can't dodge and go on his punches, man. Those <laughs> are legs coming out. Coming out. Uh, so he's going to be, you know, dodging half the ring, running away to survive and win the match. But I'm going to go, dang it. I'm going to go in Ganu because the rhythm right now is in Ganu. No, I, I can respect that. Um, but I'm going uh, Bon Gamin. Bon Gamin. I got to check what my, my man Halali how to uh, prop, properly pronounce it. Uh, I forget what. Uh, that's his, that's uh, Cyril Gon's nickname. Or Sir, uh, Ariel Hawani uh, has uh, deemed him uh, the, the, the French Prince. Yeah, it's like the Fresh Prince, but the French Prince. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm going with uh, Cyril Gon because <clears throat> at the end of the day, they train together. I feel like... Uh, Fernand Lopez, um, Cyril Gon's coach, a trainer, and um, Francis Ngannou's previous trainer, who they're having a beef with. I think he has a pretty good feel of uh, of what uh, Francis Ngannou goes to. He, his go to is you know slang them the meat sledgehammers at you you know when when all else fails or, or start off with it. But I think obviously Francis Ngannou is is more um, calculated now and and has. Um, a, a more of a, a strategy under uh, Eric Nixick, but <clears throat> but I still feel that that's still not enough time from that's still not enough uh, time to evolve your game against someone as crisp as Cyril Gaon, man. And then again, Cyril Gaon had he trained with him, and even though it's been it's been years that they've sparred each other, I feel like again that's still not enough time to evolve yourself to 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 outdo. Uh, and I just feel like Cyril Gaon is just too calculated. He, he, you know, he can switch stances, and he does like kind of like that bladed stance that might confuse uh, um, uh, uh, Francis Ngannou. But uh, yeah, and then and, and if uh, if uh, Cyril Gaon takes 
Francis Ngannou down, Cyril Gan has a good uh, has a good submission game, has a good ground game as well, and I just feel like uh, Cyril Gan has too many weapons at his disposal uh, to not win. You know, um, I feel like Francis Ngannou has that. He he has that he has the thing that he always depends on, and I feel like if Cyril Gan kind of keeps that keeps that distance, uh, he keeps that distance. You know, throws the one two, backs up, throws the one two back, he throws a leg kick, throws an oblique kick, whatever it is, and and he keeps he keeps Francis at bay, but also uh, tries tries to lure Francis in, kind of like Leota Machida style, and just try to hit hits him off the back leg with a you know with a with the um with the cross or whatever it is. Like Francis eventually get it, will get frustrated, and he'll he'll probably I'm assuming will dump. All, all, everything—not everything that he's trained with Eric Nixick on, um, and not, and not just Eric Nixick, um, uh, Dewey Coo- Coo- uh, Cooper, um, um, is, uh, you know, striking coach, I believe, but not that he'll he'll abandon it, but I feel like you just kind of like with Amanda Nunes when um Jul- Juliana Pena was rocking her, um, <clears throat> during that fight, like Amanda Nunes was like like Israel Adesanya was saying, I was like, oh crap, this person is actually hitting me. <laughs> You know they're not they're not do, they're not being dominated by me like oh okay, let me I don't have time to get my bearings I kind of see the same thing with uh, Francis Ngannou I, and but but even worse because Cyril Gan is more of a uh, technical striker and I just see him getting that victory man I don't know if it's going to be via KO I don't know if it's going to be via submission but I see Cyril Gan overwhelming Francis Ngannou and getting that victory man so that's my <laughs> I hope I hope I'm not wrong because I've been. I've been talking to uh, I got uh, my 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 fellow my fellow African brother. Uh, I was uh, telling telling him about um, uh, we were talking about it. And he's like, yeah, nah, I'm Francis Agano all day. And I'm like, nah, man. But he also speaks French, so I'm like, oh, are you confused, man? You know, you you know you you, you represent France with the you know with the dialect, but you know, I mean with the with the you know, with the language. But you know, he's like, nah, I'm a Cameroonian, bro. But uh, but I I feel like I want to be right so I can, <laughs> and we're gonna go, he's gonna be there on at Buffalo Wild Wings this Saturday too. So, um, and you know what I'm talking about, but, um, yeah. but yeah, but, uh, but I, I, I want, I just want him to be wrong. I just want <laughs> Cyril Gahn to win so I could be like, you're wrong, you know, but, but, uh, but, but, uh, but the important <laughs> part is we, if he goes to the bathroom during this, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to end fast. I think he's going to purposely oh, go to the, <laughs> I think he's going to purposely go to the bathroom if like, uh, if Cyril Ghana is beating the crap out of Francis Agano, he's going to, excuse me, <laughs> so, so, so he doesn't have to deal with the reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he always goes. Uh, and, and just so people know what we're talking about is an inside joke. Uh, we have a friend of ours that uh, he, he attends Buffalo Wild Wings with us uh, to watch the fights. And every time something major occurs, like someone gets knocked out or submitted, he's in the bathroom like every time. And and he and he'll come out. What happened? And then like and then the the main event is over, you know. And everybody's packing up and leaving, you know. But, but anyway, yeah. So that was the our, our uh, that was our uh, recapping um of uh, UFC two seventy. So uh, before we end, um, I wanted to touch on because we went obviously longer than what we expected, and we promise I promise to keep this under like an hour. Number one, so. My Anchor FM app doesn't cut me off, and then I gotta like I gotta like splice the uh, or edit the uh, both uh, audio clips together. And it, but I have this video. Hopefully the video works. 
Um, but yeah, so I wanted to touch on some news um, real, really quickly. Um, uh, World War Hulk, I believe, has been announced. I, I, I'm not sure if that's official, but um, a lot. <laughs> but that that I, I think because, you know, Mark Ruffalo is not really well at keeping keep, keeping tight lipped, even though Marvel Studios like they, you know, they try to. Keep you tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wanted to announce that that's there's that there's a possibility of World War Hulk. I, I I can't wait because they could finally do Hulk right, like where he's not like getting his butt whooped by like Thanos and never redeeming himself. Um, nope. and then and then also um a couple more uh things that I want to report is uh so Blade and um Black Knight will be might possibly be making one of one of the other might be making a cameo appearance on either's film. oh you know this okay that go go for I it i watched eternals today so oh oh you <laughs> so you so, like, oh, so you saw dean whitman dane whitman yeah oh yeah the ebony blade yeah the ebony blade yeah yeah which is dope which looks dope man looks that looks dope man the ebony blade looks so dope i, I didn't think eternals was as bad i mean obviously i'm tired of I'm tired of Marvel choosing these directors that don't fit the uh, the MCU uh, format, and it's just like, come on, y'all! Like, especially Captain Marvel. I'm, you know, I'll be real with you. I'm gonna shit on Captain Marvel movie all day. I'm not a fan of Captain Marvel that movie. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. But anyway, and and those directors need to never come back to Marvel Studios films, never ever again. But uh, Patty, what's her name? Should never be. Oh, Patty. Oh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, any Star Wars crap and oh, or Wonder Woman or anything. I don't care for her. It's like it's like just keep. Honestly, it's like just keep the the directors who work like the Russo brothers. The give, Island Brothers. The Island Brothers. The the, the Island Boys. Let me see. The Island Brothers. <laughs> they made the, the Avengers and Captain America. Oh yeah! Oh, the Russo brothers. Yeah. You told me the island. Oh, you the Iowa. You said the Iowa. Aren't they from Iowa? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you said the Island Brothers. I'm like the Island Boys. No, like yeah, I don't want I don't want them doing nothing, you know. But I know the Russo the Russo Brothers. They they because uh, they wanted to take a break because you know the Avengers you know doing those those films and and doing Captain America Winter, uh, Winter Soldier is, is exhausting. But um, but they wanted to take a break. But there was a report that they wanted to if they could do anything, they wanted to work on an X Men franchise. And I think in particular Wolverine. I'm like, give it to them, Ooh. man. Really? Why don't... No, I, I say give give them whether Wolverine has a tet, a TV show on Disney Plus or whatever. Give it to them because number one, uh, I'll tell you, I'm not a Foxman fan. I didn't like any of the Fox X Men movies. I think the only one I would I liked maybe was First Class because Brian Singer and Simon Kinberg had nothing to do with it. But I agree. I agree. Um, but I, two was good. <clears throat> two was good. I didn't even like two because again, I'm just not a fan of Brian Singer's work and I'm not a fan of handsome Wolverine. Like Wolverine is five foot three or five foot five or whatever, hairy, short. And yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say he's dumb. I, I, I was I would say he's seasoned. And and he you gotta realize he, he he's a seasoned man and, and meaning meaning he he's damn near no, no, he doesn't have like Lowry season on him, but like he's seasoned, meaning he's experienced things. And he's and he was he was groomed during the like the, the 1883 days, like the, the 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 Wild West days. So he has that gruffness to him 
that never he knew never grew out of. But he's the Wolverine because Wolverines are short and compact. They're not tall and hairless and Hollywood pretty boys like Hugh Jackman. And it's like it makes me sick when they're like, bring Hugh Jackman back. It's like, shut up, because they were never fans of the comic book. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree. We're both nine. We're both nineties Wolverine fans. Yes, so Jim Lee. Like he did, he did well acting. I hated the movie. Oh, well. I don't even think he did. I don't even. I only liked Logan. Yeah, Logan I was gonna. Was yes, I was gonna say you. You said he, he he did good acting. I was gonna say he didn't do good acting until Logan. Like all he did was poses. And he got in shape. And I guess, again, kind of like with the with the MMA, people fall in love with striking. People fall in love with people with ripped bodies or big boobs and big booties. And, and, and you, you yeah. cast them for a film and like, <laughs> you cast them for a role and they're like, oh, yeah, they're the best. And it's like, no, you're just seeing like when people are like well, uh, Hugh Jackman was he was made for this role. No, he wasn't. He was the only option you had. What are you talking about? He's- Six two, six three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, no, he's a foot taller than he should be. Yeah. So, so my proposition, I'm going all over the place, and we'll end soon. But my proposition yeah. is, my proposition is, I'm saying this till the day. I'm not gonna say till the day I die, you know. But I'm, I'm saying this to the day that they cast Wolverine, Milo Gibson, Mel Gibson's son, is James Howlett, aka Logan, aka Wolverine, all day, because. That that dude looks like Wolverine. Milo Gibson. Look at Milo Gibson. That is Wolverine. I, I am right now. I, I've seen previews tonight. Agree. <laughs> and he's short. As long as he does the same acting from his dad during the <laughs> Lethal Weapon movies. I, I would say I would say he do the same acting as his dad when he was uh, went on his racist racist ty, uh, tirade. No, when he went on his racist tirade and called, um, he hopes she gets something by a pack of something. <laughs> Genetically, uh, <laughs> not not the not the racist part of Mel Gibson. <laughs> the Patriot. So even like the first thing I watched on my projector was the the axe scene on the Patriot because Mel Gibson goes off and kills all of the the British. Oh no, Mel Gibson is a phenomenal. And yeah, I'm getting on Mel Gibson. You know, obviously as a, as a black man, I'm not a big fan of you calling people n words. You know, saying. <laughs> But um, but I still I'm I still I still am a Mel Gibson fan. I mean, anything he puts out or directs, I'm still gonna watch. I think he's an awesome director, awesome actor. Um, and, but no, he channels he channels like that grittiness when he's when he's like he's acting. And I don't know if his son can do it, but I I I feel that he has enough time to figure it out to be become Wolverine. You know what I'm saying? If he was raised by his dad, you you know he's seen it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's seen he's seen it unintentionally. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> we've all seen those sides. So. Yeah, 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 we've seen. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but <laughs> well, anyway, moving on. So, um, ha- have you watched The Peacemaker? Because I have, I don't have HBO Max. Have you watched that? I- Love this <laughs> Peacemaker series. Every episode. It's good. Yeah, I, I like it. So if you like Suicide Squad 2, especially. Oh, yeah. It's still up there. It's stupid. It's like a, a superhero series mixed with like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, 
And the, but, oh. Like, I've read the reviews and feedback from other people, and a lot of people are kind of butthurt just because John Cena had... I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time researching him and the China situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince <laughs> McMahon. Oh, I, I, but when it comes to... I enjoyed Suicide, the one by James Gunn. Oh, awesome. series is, is great. It's, it's a mix between The Tick, Always Sunny... And the boys does it have like some of the boys in it? All right, like the vibe of it. it, it feels a lot like the tick series. Okay, I don't, I didn't really get to watch that. Okay, I didn't really get to watch it, but no, I I want to, I definitely want to see that. Um, I'm just not trying, I mean, I all of these streaming apps I have, I'm just so over. I got Paramount Plus, so I could watch, you know, Mayor of Kingstown in 1883, because I'm a Wild West guy. Um, yeah, I got to do Yellowstone. I got to finish Oh, no, Yellowstone. And then we're going to do Yellowstone. But Yellowstone, you watch it on Peacock, the first, uh, well, the, yeah, the first, what, the whatever seasons, and then the present season, I, I have, you know, the present season, you have to have the Paramount Network, which is crazy, it's like, it's like I don't understand like these these corporate execs like they 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 know what they're doing but it's so shady you know like yeah. if you have Paramount Plus just put it on Paramount Plus like don't put it on the Paramount Network and then make us get Paramount Plus and the Paramount Network and then I don't even know how to get Paramount Network because of my number one my PlayStation Sony doesn't allow you to I don't know whatever you whatever um platform you can get to, I don't know, to get power, Paramount Network. It won't allow you. But anyways, that's another thing. Because I, I want to watch the season of Yellowstone because Yellowstone is an awesome show and I can't watch it. <laughs> is it but, the latest season? Yeah, this or is the latest season. You could watch the first, I think it's the first three or so seasons on Peacock. Yep. yep. But then after after that, you got to get Paramount Network. That's the only only site you can, or you you can buy it you can rent it on an Amazon for 20 bucks but I'm not trying to do that entire season but I'm not trying to do that by that time it'll probably be on Peacock and then you'll be hate yeah, yourself or yeah yeah or, or be on Paramount Plus uh, you know I should have just waited but yeah no there's so many so many good shows on various streaming sites that it just it gets it gets irritating man it just did you start uh the anime starts with a arcane no, yeah, okay, no, I, I want to know, because my wife and I, we've been watching Ray Donovan, we've been catching up on Ray Donovan, like, from, yeah, I'm aware now, we're on season three, season four, something like that, I mean, I see, yeah, season, Um, but yeah, we're just focusing on Ray Donovan, because afterwards, we want to watch the Ray Donovan movie, because Ray Donovan is so good, I, I don't know why I never watched it, well, probably because I never had Showtime. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, have you, you watch, oh, oh, man, you gotta watch, it's really good, it's really good, you, you remind me of Bunch, uh, uh Bunchy. The, the the brother Bunchy, when you watch it, <laughs> when you watch, you be like, when you watch it, you're gonna be like, oh, when you watch it, yeah, you're gonna like, but no, uh, and Lee Schreiber, okay, so I wanted to mention Lee Schreiber because, um, Lee Schreiber, Ray Donovan, because they're casting. It's been reported that they're casting uh, Fantastic Four on uh, an MCU, and I'm just gonna say it now because I can't think of anyone else. To, to play this character, but for the role of Ben Grimm, I want the thing, I want it to be Lee Schreiber. I don't know if it's him being in prosthetics or him being CGI'd or whatever it is, 
But I want Lee Schreiber to be Ben Grimm and then the thing, because number one, Ben Grimm is a Jewish man. Ben Grimm is a New Yorker. I don't know if Lee Schreiber is a New Yorker, but he does a great Northeastern accent. And and he's ripped for like Ray Donovan. Like he's ripped. And yeah. and, and I think they need they need to do like a the like a, a Ben Grimm that's not like Michael Chiklis, like five foot seven or whatever, however tall. Like, but like a decent height dude that has like a good New York accent and I feel like it's Jewish. I, I just want I want Ben Grimm I want a Jewish actor to play Ben Grimm because Ben Grimm is Jewish. So you know and, and, yeah, and so, all, so so yeah. I pulled up so I'd heard uh, rumors like a month or two ago and you'll be happy with this. The latest rumors for Fantastic Four is a Jewish man named Seth Rogan. Are you that makes no sense This he, is all rumors. <laughs> uh, we also have Glenn Howerton a voice sunny as Reed Richards. I guess I can see that. I, yeah, I did. I just saw. I, yeah, and and the curly hair. Yeah, I could I could see that. But man, Seth Rogen, come on. Kristen Bell as Sue Storm. I can see that. I can see that. I would have to imagine it a little bit more. And then Chase Stokes as Johnny. I don't, I don't know about I don't know who Chase Stokes is, but the person I wanted to play Johnny Storm because I wanted Johnny Storm to be kind of humorous and like quirky. Is uh the dude his actor is named uh Skylar Gasondo and he was in um he was in Santa Clarita Diet. Okay. The the I, blonde I dude. I, he's he's in something else, but he's so funny, man, because he like he does stuff that's so goofy, like like kind of like me, like random and just goofy and awkward. And that's why I like, I like him because he reminds me of me. And like and he's just like I could see him as like, you know, get him like ripped. So he could be serious, you know, but also he just goop bring that like like think about think about Chris Evans. He was Johnny Storm. I mean, he wasn't the best Johnny Storm, but he was a co- comedic type uh, actor in that role. And then, you know, then he went into more serious roles in Captain America, obviously. But like yeah. like something like that, like you have to have those comedic timing and chops. I feel like I feel like to be Johnny Storm so you could play yeah. off of a Ben Grimm, yeah. not a Seth Rogen, but more of a Lee Schreiber. You know, because 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 Jack because Jack Kirby is I believe Jack Kirby was Jewish and and Jack Kirby it was reported that Jack Kirby who created the you know you know him uh, uh, him and Stan Lee but uh, Ben Grimm was created after Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby was a rough and gruff Brooklyn dude you know and you know smoking cigarettes cigars I mean and or whatever that was that's what I'm looking at right now I'm in a blue yeah so so when you think of that you think of like Lee Schreiber you know what I'm saying like to me like because that that's the guy I mean his Lee Schreiber I mean yeah Lee Schreiber's older 19, 1967 so that makes him I mean you're the mathematician here but he's right. a older but I mean if 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 Tony spoiler alert if Tony Stark didn't die he's right <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. would still be in that role doing action stuff, and I think he's like the same age or older, you know. So it's like, you know, you know, miss me with that, you know. It's like bringing Lou, bringing Lee Schreiber as Ben Grimm. That that I'm campaigning for Milo Gibson for Wolverine, Lee Schreiber, Lee Schreiber for Ben Grimm. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. So uh, outside of that, um, there were some other things. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up. I, the Moon Knight trailer is out. You know, everyone could go on YouTube or whatever, look that up. 
Um, we can just go more into detail as it gets closer to that being released. But other than that, do you have anything else to say, sir? No. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I wanted to quote. I always have this quote that I keep forgetting to say, um, and I, I haven't quite memorized it. Uh, it's it's uh, from Beta Ray Bill um, that I that I had. Um, it's something to the effect of. Um, uh, if if anything we do in this world um, l- 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 uh, that we do, let's let's make it good. Uh, I'll figure out the quote again because I want to end my podcast with that every time. But uh, outside of that, yeah. But I but I want to say to everyone, you know, if there's anything you could do in this world, you know, let us let us do good. You know what I'm saying? And then you know when I get that quote, it'll be more like relevant sounding because it'll be like the actual direct quote versus me paraphrasing. But um, other than that, that bot, I thank you for your time, my brother. From from another uh, cosmic womb, um, cosmic womb. <laughs> and, and and keep that uh, MMA uh, Brian Fantana vibe going, you know, at work, you know. <laughs> I, I do want to mention. I, I also have one last thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Say, uh, every rose has its thorn. <laughs> just like every night has its dawn, and just like every cowboy sings. <laughs> Sad, sad song. That's right. <laughs> I think that's an awesome quote that <laughs> someone would get lost in and not even understand what it means. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but other than that, man, is that is that is that all? I mean, you think we're good? You think we covered everything? I think so. I think so. I wish we. <laughs> I'm actually perfectly fine with what we covered, so okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the fights. Yeah, no and doubt, I, man. I have to be back into it again. No doubt, and just for for the, the for the like the, the the three listeners we got, um, I keep I, I keep minimizing. You know, what I'm saying we have four now, we're down to three. But um, <laughs> we plan to do this uh to, on we plan to do this on a weekly basis. So if you like, subscribe. I mean, it's you know we're not on YouTube yet, but if we are, when we are, like and subscribe and all that jazz, and um. We out, y'all. 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 We out, uh, I am your host, or one of your hosts, Brandon Spaceman McDuffie, and we have uh, the 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 one and only the the, the most important host uh, of of all of us is uh, that is that Bod Gray, aka MMA's Brian Fantana. So it's been a while. It's it's been we've been uh, there's been quite a break because um, uh, UFC kind of just kickstarted. Took about what about a week, almost two a week and a half, two weeks. Well, two weeks off. Uh, we didn't get to cover the uh, Sean Strickland, uh, Jack Hermanson card, fight night card. Uh, we'll be reviewing that uh, shortly. Um, but outside of that, just wanted to touch bases with uh, Thaddeus Thad Bob Gray. I think he just got off the toilet. So we'll see how he's doing. Uh, so how, how you doing? <laughs> So how you doing, man? I'm doing good. You feeling lighter? You, uh, you you said you had some Taco Bell earlier, so you know. 
No, but very but, juicy. <laughs> very juicy. I thought you said it was like soup. It was like hot soup coming out your. <laughs> your oh your... <laughs> yeah, it's all broth, bro. It's all broth. What? <laughs> this is great for the for the for the five listeners. With uh, I had like some yeah. You said I had some some beef giblets. I don't even know if that's even a thing. <laughs> nope, nope. It doesn't have any matter inside the broth. Oh, okay, I thought I thought it was some like some turkey giblets coming. <laughs> this is like, the... but anyway. Oh man, you know, in in the uh, in the uh, immortal words of uh, De La Soul, uh, a group that you probably have no idea who that is. Uh, hopefully, this episode will be uh, uh, well, three is the magic number, so this is the third episode, so three should be the magic number. But you should know who De La Soul is because at the end of. Uh, Spider Spider Man No Way Home. That's what they played, and that's that got me super hyped. You know, hearing De La Soul. I, I know you're like, oh, I like this song. Let me ask Brandon what it is. So, yup, it's De La Soul. Three is the magic number, which they sampled the Turtles. I think the name of the group was the Tur- Turtles that they sampled. But anyway, um, speaking of that, so briefly speaking of of hip hop, I just want to quickly cover because I, I'm I'm a huge hip hop fan. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to get uh that into it. You know, saying, but I'm not trying to force it on him. I always like text him like different like hip hop beats. I, you know, he's that is a fan of the lo fi. Back in the day, we called it down tempo. But, um, but, uh, February 7th, I personally honor, um, James J. Dilla Yancey, JD, J. Dilla Yancey, uh, hip hop producer, pioneer of, uh, of, of, of a particular sound that a lot of, uh, I would say hip hop purists, non trap fans, um, pay homage you know they they pay homage to when they make when they produce beats but anyway i wanted to just touch on that because on monday i was posting a lot of uh jay dilla like uh mixtape uh videos on the social media just so the like probably nobody saw it because like like number one i don't even know a lot of people who are fans of like actual authentic hip-hop i mean unless it's like gangster or like trap music or something but i mean no you know no offense do do your thing it's just not for me i mean i'm not a, not into trap music you know, but uh, but Jay Dilla, um, I, I you know I, I just wanted to say um, I, I he really influenced me. Uh, I you know he produced uh, songs like uh, Far Size Running, um, Drop. You know, uh, so some of these some of these uh, tracks I had uh, sent to to that to kind of look at. <laughs> De La Soul Stakes is high. Uh, Slum Village. He was part of the group Slum Village, and and also the original producer before uh, Young R J took over. Um, but yeah, just just a dope artist. I just wanted to share real quick because I did want to pay homage to him, even though we're two days after like his date of birth was February seventh. So always kind of pay homage. I did want to say that with Jay Dilla, um, I, I met him when I was in the Air Force in London. Uh, went downtown, a bunch of friends of ours, because I always worked the the grave shift. Went downtown to check him. Um, he was like just the greatest cat ever. You know, he at 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 the end of the show, I told him it was a small venue, so I was able to talk to him at the end of the show and told him that he was a huge influence. I used to try to dabble in beats with, well, you know, a, a not so uh, legit uh, <laughs> uh, software, but uh, um, but anyway, I you know I used to dabble and uh, I told him that I was a huge fan and uh, he offered for me to go to their hotel to check out like because he had like a little studio set up 
Unfortunately, I didn't have the, the opportunity because I had to be back at Lake and Heath from London, which is about, I don't know, like an hour or something like that, hour and a half. So because I had to be to my shift, which sucks, you know, because I could have had the opportunity. Fortunately, he passed away in 2006 of lupus, I believe. So rest in peace, Jay Dilla. I just wanted to get a shout out. And if there's anyone, is, is there anyone, uh, Dad Bod, that you would like to give a shout out to as far as an artist uh, born in February that really, influ- who really influenced you, who you recognize uh, in February? Um, it's weird that you, uh, I, I totally did have somebody in mind, and <laughs> I'm trying to think what they're freaking called. Uh, so if you're a metal fan like me, uh, there's a band called In Flames. They're a Swedish death metal band. Oh, that's what's uh, up. And uh, In Flames, uh, they've become a bit more popular now, but they have uh, majority of the band members have quit the band, and now they're a bit more popular. But they're, I believe, they're called Halo Effect. And then over the last month, uh, the band has majority of in Flames has gotten together along with some other uh, Swedish death metal bands, and uh, they sound freaking amazing, like the old <laughs> stuff. So, oh yeah, you're on that realm, completely different. I did, I did appreciate the songs that uh, Brandon sent me. There's a, I think he sent me five or six links, and I only listened <laughs> to two or three of them. But my gosh, I like the concentration you have to have to do something like that. I can barely concentrate doing dumb stuff or. <laughs> at a pace and to rap that tightly as he did was, you know, it, it pumps you up. But at the same time, I was just thinking about the amount of precision because I, <laughs> as you can see, I have guitar, but I have no fucking sense of rhythm. So <laughs> much props to those that keep it tight as he did. Yeah. And, and, and how about, cause he was mainly known for, um, I mean, he's a lyricist, but he's also known for his production, like his music production, putting together the uh, samples, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of funk, a lot of jazz samples. And then put it, and then he did it the old school way. Not the, not the way that these people do it. These rappers, well, trap rappers do it nowadays where they, they get a lot of, they, they, you know, well, which the 808 is a great, you know, um, uh, beat machine, you know, a, a, a great, you know, um, resource to use for making beats, but like, you know, but, it, but they, they all use the kind of the same type of format versus like paying homage to the original musicians. Um, like, um, like, uh, you know, James Brown's drummer, which was a huge, uh, I think that there was a, uh, Jay, Jay Dilla had mentioned that his, his dad was a huge, uh, James Brown fan. So, you know, a lot of the the the, the rhythms um, of the of the of the drumming. Um, so he would take the drums, sample them, but then make them sound, put it together to make it sound like an actual original drummer. And a lot of hip hop, like the from my generation, the nineties, and you know, in the two thousands, early two thousands, well, two thousands, but like the underground hip hop, which was me backpacker hip hop, but they used the break beats to make it sound. Like like an original, like like an original uh, artist was was playing, you know, like a like a Idris, uh, I think it's a uh, Idris Muhammad, I, I think uh, I think that's the name of the, the drummer, but but like just give me an example, but um, people, you know, a lot a lot of uh, 
people who are fans of hip hop, but not really. Fa- you know, you could be a fan of trap. I'm just not. It's just it's not for me. So, you know, if you want to hate on me, that's fine. I, I won't. I don't like trap music. But um, Done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I just want I just want to say that he was he was mainly known for his his uh, groundbreaking um, ability to 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 put together sounds. Yes, was it sounds by other musicians that did it? Yes, and we want to pay homage to them that he sampled. But he he made it his own, and that's what I commend him for. I think I think honestly, the, I think the the song that you would probably know that is Far Sides Running. That that's probably the song that you know that he did. And when you go back and listen to it, you'll be like, oh, he did that. Okay, because it was in that it was in the like in the movie Tag. Because I know you watched that because you were trying to do yeah, that to everybody yeah. in the office. Because it was big, because that, you know, that movie was based on like 90s. They all grew up in the 90s, so they grew up in 90s hip hop, which they had some dope. Jordan, then they had your, your, your uh, twin brother. The, you're, you're the microwave version of him, but John Hamm was in it. Yeah, so. All right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just want to touch on that. Uh, thank you, Dilla. Um, but yeah, so uh, another bit of news that I wanted to touch on before we kind of go into. MMA and then afterwards uh, a little bit of our nerd stuff uh, because we try to just just a uh, just kind of I guess not not exactly a disclaimer but just wanted to let people know that we try to um, uh, record a third episode but <laughs> but it didn't record at all the the video the audio didn't record the video did and I was you know I'm not gonna release us you know my ugly mug I, I can't speak for that but I'm not gonna just you know record me you know just. I'm making hand gestures. Yeah, but but I, I think it was a blessing in dis- <laughs> I think it was a blessing in disguise because at the beginning of the episode, like neither neither one neither one of us had energy. Like I was like taking a nap, and then Dad hit me up, and then Dad had no energy whatsoever. <laughs> like you were just kind of like, oh, you want to do this? Okay, and then we were just so blah, you know, because <laughs> like number one. um, there, there weren't any. I don't even think there were any, any uh, fights going on. Like we were still waiting on this, the Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson card. So it was kind of like, okay, let's let's try to figure out what we're gonna talk about. But we did have a great discussion about um, comic books, which we're gonna rehash tonight or or, or during this episode. So anyway, we're gonna touch on that. Um, and another thing is. I'm I'm trying my best not to go over like we keep going over an hour. <laughs> I try. Number one, dad has a family, kids, wife, you know that I'm trying to get him to, and maybe another episode of Peacemaker. Not my choice. <laughs> what about Peacemaker? Are you? <laughs> does that is that still going? Oh, it is going. It is still remarkably amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay, and 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 also for for those watching when I put up video, I just wipe my nose. Yeah, that's gross, but I'm gonna take a shower afterwards anyway. Uh, wipe my nose with my shirt like this, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm jumping in the shower, but no peacemaker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got, I got to watch that show, man. Um, I've only been, I've only been caught up on the book of Boba. Did you watch that? The book of Boba. Oh, I think he froze. Did you freeze that? Oh, there you go. You, you froze for about Oh, I froze. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> my internet sucks, man. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, at first I thought you was, <laughs> I thought you were like, I thought you were like, like <laughs> dropping out one of them silent farts, like <laughs> where you just staring, like, yeah, <laughs> 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 but anyway, 
No, um, but no, um, Peacemaker. Um, I think once I watch that, we can we can recap it together because um, I don't want to know too much. Um, but I know that we're both watching a book of Boba, which we'll we'll get into that when we get into our little nerd rants. Um, but I, but I did want to touch on one thing. Um, you know, the controversy going on with Joe Rogan, I wanted your, your opinion. I I just want to start off, um, just giving, because, you know, it's fresh on my mind, the whole Joe Rogan thing. I, I, I rock with Joe Rogan. I'll continue to rock with him because of the simple fact that, um, I was listening to, uh, his, his podcast with Akash Singh and, and I, look, look, you can hate me. I mean, I, 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 have no impartiality to in either uh, political side, and I'm not going to go into politics on this, and that's not what we're going to do on the show. Um, but I will say um, I rock with Joe Rogan just simply because these clips were taken, you know, of him, the compilation of him using the N-word, uh, and then the one that he was in Philadelphia and, and, and you know, using the Planet of the Apes reference. I'm going to cover both, but... They were they were taken years ago, like a decade ago. It's like if you had an issue with them, like why are you? Why is this coming up now? Like that that kind of makes you think. Like is this is this like a a political that's getting uncomfortable? He's about to like turn around. <laughs> He's getting uncomfortable with this conversation. <laughs> no, but it's like it's like why 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 are you pulling it up now? And it's just it just seems like it's so ironic after the whole you know his. And look, I, I'm, I, I, hey, I have, I'm vaccinated. I'm down, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro vaccine. You know, if you, if you need it, you know, take it. But like, but, but also, I, you know, I'm not gonna jump on anyone. You know, if they feel that, you know, if they, if they, you know, if they, if they feel that there's um, other evidence, then you know, then that's on you. I'm not gonna jump in that boat. I'm gonna get vaccinated if, if, I, if I'm asked to. You know, but and and you know, but uh. But anyway, I mentioned that to say it just seems ironic that they're they're pulling this out after the whole, um, you know, uh, uh, who was it? Neil Diamond, uh, Neil Young, Neil Diamond. I always get them confused. The whole Neil Young situation. He want to be pulled off Spotify if he's there. Do the the whole misinformation thing. Um, but but staying on course with this this compilation because you know Black History Month. But I, even though I feel. Black history needs to be taught in the schools all year round because that's a, it's, a, it's as American as apple pie, just as, you know, um, the, you know, uh, our Asian brothers building the railroads, or our Native American brothers, you know, this, their story as well. I mean, I, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, but anyway, I feel that with Joe Rogan and I'm going on this rant and dad's like, OK, get to your point. dude. <laughs> no, but I, but <laughs> but I'm going on this. I, you know, but I feel like he said it just to put things into context. I feel that when Joe, I've watched episodes when Joe Rogan used that term, um, with the, with the R at the end, um, he, he used it to put it in the context of someone using the word. Like he used it with, uh, when he described the, I think it was the Netflix CEO who said, Hey, if you use this word and he used it, you know, verbatim. Um, it's not appropriate, something to that effect. And that guy was fired, which I find that weird too. Um, he, he didn't use it maliciously. Like, and if you watch the show and that's the problem with people nowadays, they want to jump into looking at clips and then making their own emotional assessments and allowing that amygdala hijack, the hindbrain to take over versus 
researching it themselves when I actually saw the episodes. I actually saw the episodes when he wasn't even using it maliciously. Um, I think the only thing that I took, uh, I took uh, umbrage, if that's the right word, I, I took uh, issue with was initially was when he told the story of when he went to Philadelphia. Um, you know, he was high with his friend and they went, they wanted to go see Planet Apes. And then, uh, the taxi driver took him to, um, uh, took him to, uh, a, a predominantly black theater, a predominantly black neighborhood. And he was like, he's like, when I got out, he's like going to see Planet Apes. I was in Planet of the Apes. And, and, and I was initially before I recently listened to the clip again, the whole clip, um, of him, of him saying this on his original show, um, I took issue with it because, like, I, you know, I don't like that stigma of you know black people being apes and all that. Like, I, I didn't dig that, and I, I think initially, yeah, that was where he was going towards. But then, if you listen to it, like shortly after, he dialed it back and, and said, "Oh, you know what? That wasn't right, man. That wasn't right." And then he he turned it around and spoke about positive things about the neighborhood. But yes, I will say. That was a bit racist with how he was originally going with it, but he took it back and um and he apologized and and if he was really that malicious, he wouldn't apologize. He would have been he would have kept he would have kept going with that joke because I've been in the military with with racist individuals who would make those jokes and they were unapologetic and they would sit there and wait for me to get pissed off and riled up, you know, just because they wanted to. And obviously, Joe's not that person. Joe has, you know, and then people who report a lot of his black friends uh, who report say that Joe is um, Joe's not. He doesn't show that demeanor. And and I don't believe he is. And I don't care what people think. I'm a fan of his and I will always be a fan. (laughs) What's up, buddy? (laughs) Your muscle man. Muscle man Jones part one. No, but anyway, talk about that, son. <laughs> but anyway, Dad, you probably weren't paying attention because it was an uncomfortable conversation. But I think we have to have these conversations. You know what I'm saying? No, I invited so, my kids down here because they actually heard of the same podcast. Oh, did they? Oh, did they? Oh, oh the, the oh, mathematics, the mathematics podcast. <laughs> oh no, the Joe Rogan episode. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm gonna grab a tissue because no. I'm tired. I'm tired of wiping my my nose with my shirt. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give the floor to you now, uh, touching on that 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 uh, topic. I'm pretty uneducated. I've heard about it. I'm also a follower of Joe Rogan. Uh, I pick and choose what I listen to. It's mostly yeah. the weird shit. No, absolutely. Uh, I, I love the conspiracy stuff. Absolutely. I uh, haven't heard too much on or at least uh, celebrities that I'm interested in. Um, but when it comes to the, was it, Ivermectin or whatever, the horse medicine. Oh, yeah, Ivermectin, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he, you know, it's it, it, you gotta remember his podcast is a discussion, and so it is. I definitely yep. agree with his ap- apology uh, for that, and I don't even think that was really needed because, yeah, like you said, it's clips. People are picking and choosing what they want to listen to, and I'm sorry, he had a discussion with a person that did promote it, but yeah. that's what humans do. You discuss different points and stuff like that. It may be more focused on, I mean, he says he wants to balance it out. He, you live in the real world. You can't really balance that type of stuff out. You're going to have, it's his podcast. He could choose whoever he wants to have on there. And, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but he's, I did appreciate him uh, apologizing, even though he truly didn't need to for those episodes. I agree. Uh, he 
to make his own decisions. And ideally, that this is a podcast for adults. So if you have a mature brain uh, and you can make your own decisions on this type of stuff. Uh, when you can look at Joe Rogan and you know he's not a doctor. Because uh, <laughs> after looking so, at him. <laughs> he, you know, he's a, you know, a little bit of a meathead. And so, you know, you can't, I'm surprised he's not. Well, he, there is some advertisements for uh, uh, bodybuilding. Well, not bodybuilding, but fitness. So, uh, you know. Um, as for the N-word, uh, I was totally in the same. I feel like I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson on this one just because I was like, that's stupid. I accept his apology. Uh, overall, he obviously didn't use the N-word. Um, <laughs> but I do... I. I didn't see the earlier episodes, and uh, one thing to note for Rogan is he uses substances on the show, alcohol and marijuana. So <laughs> yes, he does. If you're dumb, if, not dumb enough, but if you are choosing to broadcast those episodes where you're using a substance, you know you you, you got to suffer the consequences from them, and he's suffering the consequences from them. Yes, um, I don't know about those earlier episodes. Uh, I didn't even waste my time looking into it. But <laughs> yeah. capital rule, I'm not using Like, just don't use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. No. <laughs> okay. All right. But, so, so, but I oh, so, he apologized for it. Well, yeah. I don't know if he actually apologized for that part yet. No, he. That just came out this last week. No, he he has because I I'm, I follow I follow I, I you know I I try to stay especially being that he's a he's an integral part of MMA commentary color commentary like I I have to stay tuned you know just to have substance to to discuss with this podcast, um but yeah I yeah absolutely I mean I I I do you know like a lot of people say well you know you shouldn't apologize it just shows a, a sign of weakness but I feel that there should be some accountability especially you know for me who I try to be somewhat level headed um well I, I mean I try to be level that's that's my goal I try to be um objective and level headed with everything that goes on and and I and, and one of the reasons why I like his podcast I know I might get hit heat from some other side which I don't care I just say that just you know as a disclaimer but um I feel like in order to be level-headed, you have to listen, but also in order to be level-headed, you have to take in take into consideration that if you have offended someone, whether whether you think someone is is a, a little bit, you know, uh, mentally unstable and they're just overreacting because they have some 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 pre-existing conditions that may cause them to become uh upset. Regardless of that, you never dismiss someone because I you never dismiss someone's feelings like and I'm I'm big on that, uh, at least listening. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I've, I've been an asshole in my life. I mean, that, that I have, you know, <laughs> but like I'm not I don't like to I don't like feelings being dismissed because I've dealt with that myself. Um, And I and if, if someone is like I'm offended, I'm willing to open up a conversation now if they're going to be crazy and, you know, and, and I hate to use the term crazy, but if they're not going to be uh, rational about it, then I'll just end the conversation. But I'm willing to open up a conversation. I think with Joe Rogan apologizing, he wasn't showing us a, a level of weakness. And, yeah, it might have been for the benefit of Spotify, uh, for him to stay on Spotify. But I think it was sincere and I, and I give him credit and I give him respect because at least he did. At least he apologized, you know, unlike.
you know, some people I've taken issue with where, you know, they felt, you know, that they didn't need to apologize. And it, and it's kind of left this open-ended question like, so do you feel that way? You know, certain topics that, you know, might have been offensive that a person has said and they just felt they didn't need to apologize. But anyway, we touched that. That that level of discomfort is over and we can move on. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into uh, just real quick. Um your take on um so last week uh we we did our you know when our podcast when the episode did not well this third episode that we was trying to record didn't work for us um we did our picks for uh Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson um i i think i'm trying to remember i think i said my heart says Jack Hermanson cuz i'm more of a Jack Hermanson fan yeah. And but I said that I believe and you could please correct me, but I did still pick Sean Strickland, which you had already. Strickland. Yeah, and we both went with Strickland. Um, no, I went Hermanson. Oh, did you? Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, and, and you know, you you and we we both had our valid reasons. We're not going to go deep into it because the fight is over and done with. But I will say that um, I would like to see, um, and I'll throw this this uh, question towards you, but. Uh, would you like to see, as I would like to see, um, Sean Strickland go up against, uh, I, I, you know, like obviously the winner of Cannoneer and Brunson, because I was going to say him go against the winner of Cannoneer Brunson, but obviously I believe the winner of Cannoneer Brunson is owed a rematch with, with, with Israel Adesanya, and Israel Adesanya was just on, um, uh, he was just doing his, uh, Doing kind of just some uh, what what do you call it uh, a, a media scrum, and uh, he was talking mm-hmm. about how and even Eugene Barrowman was on Ariel Hawani and they both were saying how, you know, th- he he would like to fight at least three fights this year. So you know th- with this being the first, and um, so I mentioned that to say if I would like to see him fight the winner of of Brunson and Cannonier, but my thing is I kind of I would root for Cannonier this weekend just simply and we'll get into that but I but just just sim- simply <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page but simply for the fact that it's just a new face a new face for him to fight for him to fight I feel like you know if he fights you know Brunson and Brunson has been doing he's been you know renewed and he's been doing great um but I just I don't I don't really care to see that fight, you know. Um, and then, uh, 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 or we just wait it out and you know let let the winner of Cannonier um, Brunson fight Sean Strickland, you know. And then, let, however, I will say this: I probably and I'll throw it your way. I probably say give give the winner of Cannonier Brunson uh, to uh, to the winner. I'm not gonna say because Izzy could be beaten, you know. But I'm a huge Izzy fan. So, um, you know, to give the winner of Cannonier Brunson to uh, the winner of Israel Adesanya. No, no, the winner of Israel Adesanya and uh, Robert Whitaker, because I'm completely dismissive of Whitaker and I shouldn't because I have huge respect for him, too. But just more of an Adesanya fan. So throwing this question to you, should the winner of Cannonier Brunson this weekend fight Sean Strickland um, or should... Or should the winner of uh, Cannonier Brunson fight the winner of uh, Whitaker Adesanya, and then the loser of Whitaker Adesanya fight Sean Strickland? Which I'm going the latter. Uh, that was a lot of information. 
Yeah, I'm not good at this, but I, I'm, a, I'm a Dana White. I'm yeah. Not um, yeah. Because we're having Izzy Whitaker. Yep. Um, I would have to. Sorry. Um, <laughs> look at my stuff real quick, just so. Give me a sec, give me a sec. Oh, no, you good. I would say whoever wins between Brunson and Kinnanier, which should go against Sean Strickland. Okay, you say the winner. That's what I'm feeling. Okay, okay. Oh, and 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 that's and I can I can respect that, you know. Um I can respect it. I was also thinking again. So for me, okay, so you're saying the winner um, should, the winner of Ken and Air Brunson should fight Sean Strickland and then allow Izzy to kind of wait it out and then fight the winner of that that person, um, which you'll probably have I, to. I, oh, I, I want to feel this fight for the weekend. Get a feel of it. I have such respect for Izzy in the Whitaker match it, because of my, my, that's top level event. And Sean We'll see how Kenny uh, Brunson fight ends yeah. up because Sean looks really, really good yeah. over this last weekend. Uh, too good. It looked too easy. He looked like he was, uh, you know, high school versus junior high or <laughs> versus uh, Jack versus uh, what, what do you call the first pick or whatever. Uh, it was not even a battle. And yeah. if I want to see Izzy, which I'm assuming will win, go, I want to see how this next fight turns out. Yes. So uh, I would say yeah. probably going to be Kenny here, unless I'm wrong, and Strickland. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I was just thinking as I was, as we were, uh, at, you were breaking it down, and as I was bringing up the the fights, now that I think about it, if if Is, Israel Adesanya, let's say he beats Robert Whitaker. Um, if he wants those three fights this year, or I think he, they even said they're trying to like, I, I'm assuming, I think they said shoot for five fights. I highly doubt, or eventually in his career, but three fights for this year for now. But I think he would probably have to go the route of fighting the winner of Cannon if he beats Robert Whitaker. But uh, he would have to go the route of uh, of facing the winner of of Cannonier Brunson, and then I would still say. He faces the winner of those two, and then he uh, and then Sean Strickland will face the loser of. Um, either, I would say, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say Strickland faces the loser of um, Ken and Air Brunson, um, and like and yeah, and just see how that that plays out, and then Whitaker, yeah, well, I mean, well, that that that's a whole mathematics. Uh, uh, MMA, I mean, MMA I put no effort into matchmaking. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a huge. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. No, I'm I'm huge into it. Um, number one, I just find it fascinating. I think just think that side of my brain that that you know that, yeah, just that side of my brain. But also, it cleans up the division. It it kills the monotony. You know, um, which I'm hoping this year. Uh, I'm hoping in 2022 they 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 stop these 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 uh. Super money fights, and you know, go up and uh, go up and wait, or go down really and wait. Come back, that'd be great. 
and just face the champion because he deserves it. He's the best. I saw him punch an old man once. He deserves it. Now you sound like Dana that, White. That was his last. Was was that McGregor's last win? Was punching the old man in the heart? I think that was. I think that was his last one. But you know, I'm not going to take anything from McGregor. I think McGregor fell on bad luck, like body, like um. Uh, phys- physically, like the the ankle thing, like I think even the first time Dustin Poirier beat him, defeated him, um, uh, uh, I I I felt that something was up with him. Well, number one, he was in a boxing stance versus a karate stance, well, which is more elusive. No, that's his own fault. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, I'm not going to take away from Dustin Poirier and and. Uh, <laughs> But um, but no, I I just hope if he comes back, um, he doesn't get a, a title fight because that that'll be ridiculous, man. But pff, he's Conor McGregor, so you know he you know. <laughs> How much does he weigh now, though? He... Oh man, that dude is like beefy, man. But you I, know, I think he, so I think he could cut. I think we, so. We got so compared to the Conor that was winning. So his most recent fighting style is not even the balanced fighting style. He's a yeah. boxer. Yeah. Most recently, he's a boxer. Yeah. And. Now he's a little bit more beefier too. So, but also Conor McGregor's a little psychotic and he'll <laughs> use random shit like a shoulder in the face. Yeah, to, that was awesome. Knock somebody out. Yeah, to break a uh, cowboy's nose. No, I. But I, you know, you know? I and I know there are, there are Conor haters and there are Conor lovers. Probably more lovers of Conor than haters. But I, I have to say, I, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Conor McGregor. You know, I, I, I and not because. You know, I, you know, not because of uh, yeah the 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 McDuffie last name or training out at, out of McDoyle's gym, but um, just because I just like I just I, I like I just like his his style. Like he is he is a fascinating fighter. Like he is like like a great fighter. Like if I had the 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 the, the health and the the agility, I would I would and I could have the ability to fight like someone. It, it would definitely it would either be Conor McGregor or be uh, Israel Adesanya, one of those two. But um. But anyway, so going into so let's go ahead and just jump the line and go straight into these fights. I'm gonna bring up uh let's jump off video real quick, go straight into these fights. What is going on? Oh man, I'm gonna have to delete that part. Oh so I can't uh are, are you still there? Dad, you still there? Where are you? Uh, uh, Where did you go? Uh, can you oh, see? You're, you're, you're still here. Oh okay. Here. What this is so weird. Like I just I pulled this up. And it showed up my email. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully that I don't know. I can cut that or something. I don't know. Who knows? But um, so let's go to and this is this is so tacky. Like I brought this. I brought up the uh, the UFC page earlier and and then it takes me out. It goes straight to my email. It's so irritating. Um, but <laughs> all right. So here we go. Here we go. Let's go to. Let's start off with oh my goodness i gotta say this is totally irritating just simply for the fact that i had everything set up and then it and then it just goes completely off of what i had so all right here we go early prelims we're we're gonna we're gonna go for early prelims because this fight card is nice all right so let's start off with uh jeremy wells versus mike Blood Diamond, uh, Matheth, Matheth, or Met, Met, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Mike Blood Diamond versus Jer- Jeremiah Wells. I, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't do the free free. No, that's a, no, that's that's. So I, if we 
I'm game for just looking at them if you want me to do that. Okay. Start at uh, night and maximum if we want. Okay. So I just did, I did yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So I would just say this. Um, city kickboxing. I, I'm 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 pro city kickboxing all day. Um, and I, I'm just going to cover the city kickboxing, and then um, I I will cover uh, Alexander um, Hernandez versus. Hinato Moicano. So I just wanted to touch on Je- uh, Jeremiah Wells versus Mike Blood Diamond. Uh, Mike Blood Diamond, if you've watched his kickboxing fights, the dude is like spectacular. And Jeremiah Wells, I only saw him fight the one fight. And I wasn't, I- I'll be honest, I forget who he was fighting. He knocked the, his opponent out um, and he got all this, these these accolades of it. But I wasn't really impressed. I mean, yeah, just because you knock someone out doesn't really... He he st- he looked very green, in my opinion. I mean, and I'm one to talk because I mean he can beat me any you know a thousand out a thousand times, but Mike Blood Diamond man, this dude I got him in the bank. So just saying, if we were to you know root on uh, bet, uh, I would Blood Diamond. Yes, there's some bias because uh, I'm a huge city kickboxing fan, but Mike Blood Diamond all day. Um, next we got Carlos Olberg versus Fabio Charan. Uh, Carlos Olberg. Um, City kickboxing, um, I, I I agree. I feel I, well. I agree, but I, I I agree with my previous impartiality of city kickboxing. Uh, I think Carlos Olberg is going to win versus Fabio Charant via uh, KO. I think uh, Blood Diamond is going to KO Jer- Jeremiah Wells. Um, that is my prediction. I think after um, Carlos Olberg had been beaten by uh, Kennedy uh, and Zuc- Enzuchu, Enzuchu, uh, which I think Carlos Oberg was actually showing a better game, better footwork, uh, better setups, um, but he just got caught. So I think he's he he's aware of that, and he's gonna he's gonna definitely come back, and um, he's gonna take take out uh, Fabio Charant. All right, so moving on to oh yeah oh I'm sorry um Alexander Hernandez versus Hinato Moicano. I have Hinato Moicano in this one. Um. All right, so let's go ahead, uh, prelims. <clears throat> All right, William Knight versus Max Grishin. Who do you have, sir? Ah, uh, I'm going William Knight on this one. Yes, I am too. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a big boy, but my gosh, that guy is an athlete. Yes, right? Um, Max, one thing to be aware of is Max or Grishin's Ability, like we've talked for the last few podcasts, his punching ability is crazy good. So this could go quickly the other way too. Uh, but I am going William Knight as he, I think, is a more superior, more superior, yeah, more superior athlete, yes. and uh, will I think with endurance be able to take him out, but I can see it easily going the other way too, but my money today is on Knight. Yeah, I, I agree. William Knight, um, not only is he a, a, a bulldozer, like a, just a, like a, an, like an anvil covered in meat, you know, saying that's athletic. He's, um, he's, he's agile, you know, saying he's like, you know, he's athletic, he's agile and, and he could push the pace. Um, I, I, 
think he got a he fought Alonzo Minifield, I believe, last time and got a bit gassed. It, it, well, not got a bit gassed. I'm sorry, no. He just seemed like he was getting gassed. And Max Grishin seems like he puts a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on. But I feel like it's just gonna be two bulls in a china shop and I think this is gonna end in a KO, uh William Knight KO. Um all right, moving on. Uh Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell. Uh, this one is probably one of the more exciting fights of the night. I think we're going to see uh, both of these guys can swing away. We're going to see some good cap kicks in there. And there mm-hmm. is going to be a battle when it comes to the ground game because oh, both yeah. guys can submit. They look yeah. good doing all these things. And so uh, it's a tough one for me. Uh, Perez has a bit more experience. Yeah, but I think he he's also tighter uh, with the submission. They look so so good uh, with his uh, chokes. So I'm going Perez on this one. Yeah, and likewise, I'm piggybacking on uh, on you again on uh, Alex Perez. I mean, he had a bit of some time off. Um, I, uh, I believe did he fight? Um, who did he fight last? Man, I'm trying to remember. I think he fought um not Brandon Roy Val. He fought uh didn't he fight uh, uh Brandon Brandon Moreno, didn't right? No, not Brandon. No, uh was it either Brandon Moreno or or um Davison? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Davison Figueroa. Yeah, because I, I remember uh leading up to them them fighting for the championship. Um yeah, one fought yeah, so one fought Brandon Roy. Yeah, the other fought Alex Perez. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, and yeah, and and I think the minus three eighty um. That, that I think that's very accurate for Alex Perez. I just think he has he's he has more he's more more of a seasoned vet and just has more skills to bring to the table. I could be wrong, but I, Alex Perez, I got him. All right, moving on. Um, Roxanne, uh, uh, Mod- Roxanne Modafferi. I'm trying to remember her. Uh, Roxanne Brandon Modafferi. You're Roxanne Brandon. No, I'm trying to remember her her um nickname because I'm I'm a big Roxanne Modafferi fan. I like I like the Peaceful Warrior or something like that. Ha- no, the Happy 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 Warrior. Happy Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Roxanne Modafferi versus Casey O'Neill. Now, Casey O'Neill is coming. She's on the come up, man. And she's hot right now. Yeah, yeah. she's hot. I, I think you're saying uh, physically and uh, well, uh, uh, face- mostly physically. Yeah. <laughs> this is all based off. Yeah. She's in the movie Eternals. Yeah, the Eternals. She played. Uh, I think she's the she's one a, that saved them all. Right? She's a, she was Angelina uh, Jolie, the chosen one. Yeah. 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 She's in love with John Snow, but not John Snow. Oh, John John Stamos. No, no, no. Uh, that red guy. That was a dick. Oh, the one at that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad, I don't remember his name now. Yeah, uh, uh, Gar- Games of Thrones guy. The the red wedding yep. guy, yep. <laughs> yeah. 
R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. So you so, so you saying KCO? So who do you have out of those two? Uh, <laughs> if you know how to read or you know how to choose colors based off the topology, KCO Neil all day. And plus, I think there's quite a bit of an age difference too. Yeah, yeah. Roxanne's thirty nine, and then we have Ms. Casey at twenty four. I'm thirty five. I keep on forgetting, and my I'm just hurting constantly. But yeah. when I was twenty four years old, I was an animal back then. Brandon. I was an animal. Yeah, you were an animal. But you but you always had the face of a fifty five year old, though, right? I actually looked just <laughs> like Casey O'Neill, but now it's like Roxanne Montfair. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we 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 will never get Roxanne Montefiore to. Uh, I'll I'll never be able to interview her now. <laughs> no, but, no, okay. So you got Casey O'Neill. <laughs> so I will say I will say this. Um, Casey O'Neill, yeah, she is. She's on. Uh, she is really like on on a hot streak right now. Um, however, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the direction of both uh, my fandom and you know impartiality, but also the fact that this is uh, Roxanne Modafferi's last fight. Uh, she's gonna be retiring after this, and I feel like she I, I feel like she's gonna hone in because her last fights they went to decision. I think a majority of them went to decision, and um, it, where she didn't really it just seemed like she just kind of. Coasted, especially like the fight with um Lauren Murphy. Yeah, yeah, Lauren Murphy. Just like she coasted, and I think for this one, I think she's gonna like she's gonna dig deep and say, you know, this is the last one. I have to. I don't have to go to. I don't have to go to fight camp anymore. I don't have to cut weight. I'm just gonna go hard in this one, and I feel like the way she fought Macy Barber and defeated her, um, just just scientifically just you know, jujitsu her and just struck outstruck her. I think I don't know if she's gonna outstrike Casey O'Neill, but I feel like she's gonna get really cerebral with this and use her her veteran tools to edge this out in the decision. Um and especially with this being her last fight, I think she wants to she wants to end big, you know. So yeah, so I'm I got gonna, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna disagree and I think uh, <laughs> like Brandon said, this is her last fight. So what she's doing is she's Estimating the amount of dollar bills that she's going to shuffle into the air when she makes it rain <laughs> due to her last fight. That's right. That's right. All right. Move, moving on to Andre <coughs> Oblosky versus Jared Vandera. Um, who do you have on this one? Andre, but if it was five or even 
yeah, five years ago, I'd be more interested in t- because Andre looks good, but I am probably just being ageist on this one, but I believe Vanderoff is going to take this one. He has some very, very stiff hooks, and uh, I believe that's how he's probably going to take him out, is he's just going to be very, very tight. He's going to hit hard, and Andre is good. He's 43, and he's better than both of us right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I think he's going to take a loss on this one. Yeah, I have to disagree. I think Andre Ovlaske, I I think you're... um... Uh, your explanation um, fits more, in my opinion, fits more towards Andre Arblowski of where I think Andre Arblowski still has something to prove. I mean, especially with his his wins, like his wins, uh, you know, despite his age um, and his boxing is crisp and he's just he's just a tough customer, you know. Uh, so I feel like he's going to win. Um, hence the, you know, minus 145 um, odds. Yeah, I think I think Andre Ovlowski is going to I think he's going to edge this out. I think this is I feel like <clears throat> this could go either way, um knockout by Andre Ovlowski or like a knockout in uh, like the second round or just go to decision. So yeah, so that that is Yeah, that's the pre those are the prelim picks from us. So all right, so going in the main card, let's scroll on down. Bobby Green versus Nas Nasrat Haparast, aka uh, Kevin Gastelum Jr. <laughs> um, this is gonna be a good match. I feel. Oh, you broke up on me. Oh, okay, you kind of broke up on me. Okay, oh, you hear me? Uh oh. Let's see. Let's see what's going. Oh. See what's going on on the internet. Let's see. For us on this one. Oh, you kind of, you kind of broke you broke up on me. So you you said you're gonna go with uh, Nasrat Haparas over Bobby Green. Yeah, yep. uh, I think uh, he Bobby Green that he can make anything happen. That guy is uh, late level. Uh, can take advantage of it when he wants to. But like the previous match we just discussed, I'm gonna go. With Nazareth Hakkaras, just he's going to prove himself on this one and uh, hopefully take the W. Make make me right, you know. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and and also let our five listeners know that you're you're only going with him because he looks like Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, all right. So I'm going to go with Bobby Green. I think after his uh, second fight with uh, Lando Venata. Um, and seeing that major improvement, because that first fight with Lando Venata, I thought Lando Venata won, despite it being a draw. And then when they fought again, Bobby Green clearly won that one and clearly made adjustments. And then when he fought Ally Quinta and just, like, murked him, like, just straight, hands down, like, his his hands, like, like hands down, literally, like, he, he you know, he, he fought with his hands down and, 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 and shot from the hip. And I think... That within itself um, is going to, 
I feel like that and, and just his confidence, his confidence in his head movement, just his boxing skills. Uh, I think this is going to be a stand up fight. And I think Bobby Green, I think he's going to I think he's going to knock out Nasra Hopperos kind of like our very own Nebraska's Drew Dober did. I don't think as fast, but I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna knock out Nasra Hopperas, and I think uh, Hopperas is a is an awesome fighter. But Bobby Green is just like killing the game right now. That 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 Nick Diaz army man next to uh, Maximo, uh, yeah, they they coming they coming I'm hard. Impressed. I'm impressed because I was expecting a bit more boxing out of that. There was no boxing. That's how you go into a match, know what you're gonna do. Yeah, and. Uh, that exactly what I texted you. I was like, "This is the most boring <laughs> match I've ever seen." You know, as a wrestler, you know that's yeah. the game you play, and you played it, and that's even more embarrassing because Puna is—he's an Iowa boy, man. Uh, Freaking, he went to college right next to my college. Oh, you talking about Soriano? Not, not sorry. Uh, yes, Max, the Maximov uh, Puna. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Man! Yeah! All right. So we're gonna move on to Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. Who do you have? Um, I'm gonna keep on going with the steam train uh, with uh, <laughs> Kyler Phillips. Um, yes, indeed. Also, if, just so everybody knows, if Brandon, like back in the day, Brandon had the exact same hair. As I did. That's that's that was my Jorge Masvidal phase. That was my yeah. That's the only reason I'm going. But uh, no, the other he has more UFC experience uh, compared to Ralph, and uh, that's kind of it. I I I'm totally basing this off of UFC experience on this. <laughs> your 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 UFC experience as a fighter. Negative three. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna agree with you. I'm going off of uh, Kyler Phillips. Um, he's just the Matrix, man. I mean, he's he's very he's a very elusive, spectacular fighter. Um, I I would I, I felt that he won the fight against uh man, what is it, the Brazilian fighter? What is his name? The uh that who fought against uh Sugar Sean O'Malley was talking junk because you know um Kyler Phillips is on um O'Malley's team fight team and. Either? Paiva, yeah, yeah, Javier, yeah, man, my, uh. but anyway, yeah, uh, Paiva, I felt that Kyler Phillips won that, I mean, he was dominating Paiva, and Paiva just kind of persevered, and, and I think uh, Kyler Phillips kind of gassed a bit, and that's what made him lose the fight, which he shouldn't have, I agree with Sean O'Malley there, so yeah, I think that Kyler Phillips will be too elusive and just too much for Marcelo Rojo, Um, yep. So, Kyle Phillips from both of us. All right, moving on to Jared Cannonier versus Blonde Derek Brunson. You're your, your twin. Um, uh, I know I said Cannonier earlier. This is going to be a good fight. It could go yes. either way. These guys both, I would say... I definitely appreciate the offense from Brunson. Now that yeah. we're looking at the freaking match card, uh, dang it! <laughs> uh, literally could go either way. These guys yeah. both look good on paper. Uh, I was saying Cannoneer earlier. 
his log it looks super super good because you got a W against Silva. Your mm-hmm. most recent loss is the Whitaker, but when you look at Brunson, Eric Brunson's videos, when he wants it, he will take the match into his. Oh own yeah, absolutely. And make things happen, and. I said I said I was going cutting air. Um I <laughs> I'm gonna go Kenny Air. Just because <laughs> they're frozen squad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, man. I'm gonna go with Cannon Air. Um just because Cannon Air is not stupid, man. I mean not not just because of the power of the crystals, you know, that he uses to summon up the strength of the the universe or whatever that is that he does with those crystals. But um but I I, I believe that um Cannonair is he's a, he's an intelligent man. He's he's very um he's very uh what's the word? Um yeah, I just I just think he's he's just very intelligent, and I mean, so is Derek Brunson. That's why he's gotten this far and and made this resurgence. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like Jared Cannonier is going to be very conscious of 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 re- of defense. Um, you know, sh- uh, sprawling at the right time. I mean, he's strong enough to do so. Um, to to hold Derek Brunson back. I mean, the man fought a heavyweight. So, you know, he can like, you know, similar to the, our, our other guy that we rooted who dropped, who went up in weight and fought is kind of in reverse. But uh, he, I think he can channel that, that ability to, to stabilize his body, you know, with, with a sprawl. Cause Derek Brunson is going to eventually in the fight, try to take him down and, and, and just get ground control or try to try to ground and pound him. But I think Jared Cannonier is number one. Jared Cannonier is probably going to take the Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades route and try to just straight up uppercut him as he's as he's trying to shoot for a takedown and just knock him out that way because Jared Cannonier does have that power. But um, I'm not sure. I, I'm assuming Jared Cannonier will probably try to create distance with his kicks because he's really good with that karate stance. And um, mm-hmm. but but I, I have Jared Cannonier um, winning this. Um, I, I I'm probably going to say by decision. Um, yeah, so, all right, so we both have Janet Cannon there. I'm going to stop the recording real quick just because we're getting, it's going to, so I want to continue it. I'm going to stop the the audio, so stop it. Okay, there we go. All right, back. Okay, so now moving on, Derek Lewis versus Ty Tuivasa. Who do you got, sir? Who do you have, sir? Derek Lewis is a mean, mean man, but Ty also <laughs> looks very good uh, as well. They both hit very, very hard. I think we're just going to see similar styles uh, battle it out on this one. Uh, Derek Lewis, just on paper, he he has the catalog, man, of taking pe- he took out Ngano for gosh sakes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and he lost to Gon, but Gon is not a real, you know, he's a make believe person. What people don't know about Gon is he's actually a Marvel superhero <laughs> that's digitally animated in the UFC. So, Derek Lewis is going on, uh, 
five win streak in real life because <laughs> Gon is not an actual person. He's actually a New Jersey uh, for a, a New Jersey French a New Jersey Frenchman. You know what? I, I before you had given that 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 poised uh, <laughs> uh, statement, I yeah. I was I was thinking I was thinking the same. I was thinking, you know what? I usually go against Derek Lewis a lot of times because the fighters that he faced, who he faces, um, I'm more of a fan. Like like Curtis Blades, I was more of a fan of his. Um, Chris Dawkins, more of a fan of Chris Dawkins, but um, but one thing about Derek Lewis, I think Derek Lewis. Even though he claims that he's not a mixed martial artist, he is. Um, and even though he he doesn't consider himself technical, he looks at he he wants to win. In order in in order for you to win, you have to embrace all facets of martial arts, which hence mixed martial arts. And he does, and he 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 takes the time. He he looks at what what worked against him. Um, at one point, it was his weight, so he dropped his weight down, uh, added some muscle. Um, and, and with, you know, his last loss to, uh, to Cyril Ghosn, he saw, he felt that he wasn't in the right state. Um, I'm not sure if it was the state of mind or body, but he made the adjustments and he knocked Chris Dawkins the hell out as a result. And he's not going to do, he's not going to do the same with Tai Tuivasa. Um, but I think what I look at is when Tai Tuivasa was facing Greg Hardy, um, Greg Hardy, number one, doesn't have the, um, doesn't have the, the fighting acumen of, of, uh, of Derek Lewis. And that's what, uh, got, uh, Greg Hardy caught. And, but I think if, if Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa happened to go into a firefight in this, um, in this mat, in, in this, in this bout, Derek Lewis is going to win, you know, nine times. Well, not nine times out of ten, but he's going to win. <laughs> At least he's going to win this uh, on Saturday night, and I believe it's going to it's going to end up in a knockout. And Derek Lewis is probably going to knock Tai Tuivas out either in the first round or the second round. It's this, just going to happen. He's going to have a good catch or something. Going to oh yeah, there's going to be. They're, they're both going to be swinging. They both. Oh yeah. Oh, they're going to be swinging. It's going to look. This is probably one of the more exciting heavyweight uh, matches. Uh, Oh, oh, it's, it's a, sorry. Oh, oh no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, there's gonna be good uh, fists thrown, and these <laughs> guys are both not afraid. They're, you know, there's gonna be a little bit of. They're gonna be, you know, first round probably. You, you're saying first round is what Lewis is aiming for because I think. Oh, they're not gonna. They're gonna measure first round and then. Oh, okay. Fists are flying second round though. I no, absolutely. Yeah, fists I mean, if they make it out to the second round, yes, fists are flying, but I think they're gonna have they're just they're gonna have a fill out 
the first minute and a half. Because a minute and a half of somebody swings on you and you and you got you have the ability that these two gentlemen have you're going to you're going to start going at it and i think there's going to be it's it's there's going to be a fill out process that first minute and a half i'm i'm assuming and they're going to swing and somebody's going to get knocked out probably right before there's like 10 seconds remaining or you know but um but yeah um but yeah like like you i i i'm rooting on Derek Lewis to to uh win this one all right moving on we have the main event is is Israel Adesanya, uh, Israel the Stylebender Adesanya versus Robert the Reaper Whitaker? I think we're both on the same train of uh, <laughs> of Marvin Vittori. This one, okay, no. <laughs> I, I'm on the Izzy train. Uh, oh, uh, oh, all day. He, he, he operates at, at a different level in my mind uh, compared to Whitaker. Uh, one thing Whitaker can take note of is Izzy's last uh, loss, but that was also uh, Izzy getting a little bit cocky. But there, you know, he's coming in with a strategy now that could lead him to be successful, uh, and that would be the ground game. But Izzy also knows that's also, you know, if there's anything that Whitaker's going to try to go for is that ground game because uh, that's the only weakness that we can see from Izzy. Uh, but that reach is uh, melee concussive ability is mm-hmm. crazy good. It's precise. It's tight. It's uh, He plays offense when he also plays defense. Well, I think Whitaker is more he's kind of your base, basic fighter. Yeah. Better than a bit, but he's, you know, uh, typical uh, versus <laughs> Izzy, who is a bit more alternative, which mm-hmm. is going to lead him to win. I, absolutely, yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I, but also, kind of going back to what you had mentioned about um, uh, Izzy, <coughs> uh, Izzy's last fight uh, against um, Jan Blahovich, uh, Jan Blahovich, uh, but. Uh, he, I don't know if he got cocky. I, I, I quite honestly felt that standing up, he won. He, he won every, every minute of standing, of the standup. Um, it was just more of when uh, Jan took him down. Um, Izzy was able to edge his way to the cage to, to be able to try to work his way, which he wasn't really successful towards the end. But, um... But I feel like instead of because I've been watching their interviews and, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, uh, you know, everyone that fights them. Are you, is, is that the formula to defeat uh, um, Adesanya um, when he faced uh, Jan Blahovich? But one thing that people aren't keeping in mind is that he has a wizard and Eugene Berryman um, of of who observes this and says, OK, well, this is the adjustment we need to make. And I felt Eugene, uh, who was on. Uh, Ariel uh, Hawani's uh, show today, uh, the MMA Hour, was saying that uh, when Ariel Hawani had asked him if if there was a mistake, um, if if there was something that you regret, not a mistake, but if you there was something that you regret out of that fight, what, what would it be? And uh, and Eugene had stated that he wished that 
Adesanya fought at uh, like he weighed in at two hundred five because I think he weighed in like at like two hundred something like just like the bare minimum under yeah yeah wow. under yeah like the bare minimum and and he said if he took the time to build muscle and to fight that way then it would have been a little bit more difficult so uh, I mentioned that but however he said that um, but that wasn't the fo- the focus because you know when you have to cut back down to his uh, his actual fight fight weight uh, his middle his middle weight um that that does a lot to the body and he he was mentioning how it affected Roy Jones Jr when he went up to heavyweight and didn't go it went back down um and just others uh so he mentioned that to say in my from what i had gathered from it is that if Israel Adesanya had the ability had the weight to manage that to have that strength to push off to you know to shrimp out and you know, and, 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 and to to not allow Jan's heavy body to to outweigh him, then he would have been more successful on the ground. And I also mentioned that to say that being that they're fighting at 205, Adesanya has that ability to get back up and to, to defend um, because he's fighting someone who is 205. And also, they've looked at the tape, they've reviewed it, or at least uh, uh, Eugene Berriman and, and the city kickboxing coaches looked at the tape and they know the proper adjustments to make. And they already know that, you know, Robert Whitaker is going to be more poised, more calm and collected when he fights. He's not going to be anxious and kind of rushing in and getting caught. And they know that. And I think the fact that they know that they have their ducks, they have their eggs in, in the, uh, in the basket and in the good basket. And they, they're, they're going to, and then also Eugene Barrowman said that he wanted Adesanya to take um, Robert Whitaker to the to five rounds. He wanted to utilize the abilities that Robert Whitaker has and neutralize them, and just pretty much defeat him that way. Um, but you know, I, I did sign a, um, a a board admission and just went for the knockout, which he what he got. The first round almost knocked him out, and the second round just finished the job. So I think that they're they're going they're going to look to pick Robert Whitaker apart. Uh, which Robert Robert Whitaker could be ready for, or he can't be. But if that happens, I believe by the fifth round, Robert Whitaker is going to be so defeated that Izzy will probably ab- abandon abandon mission and knock him out. Or I don't think I I think I think Israel Adesanya is looking for a knockout, man. I mean, whether he takes to the fifth round or he knocks him out before then. So yeah, but anyway, uh, we both have Adesanya, so. Yeah, <laughs> Adesanya, he's gonna be champ again, man. He's gonna be champ again. That's my man. My my fa- he's my he is I by far my favorite fighter in the UFC. Um, I, I just love that guy, man. Anime fan, nerd. He he plays dope beats in the background. Uh, uh, you know, big shout out to uh, Freestyle Bender on YouTube. Um, always watch those episodes. I love his brother, uh, David Adesanya, uh, who interviewed him. You got to look at that for, for the five listeners. Look out for that interview. Really good interview by his brother, who, you know, who knows him. So the, the questions are going to be candid and real. Um, but yeah, love City Kickboxing. Think everybody's dope. Kai Kara France, um, City Kickboxing. He's fighting Askar Askarov, and he'll eventually, um, if he wins, get, to get a title shot. But yeah, so we cover UFC 271. Um, so I got a question for you. I'm like blabbing going on. So I'm going to be ordering the fight at the house. Are you going to be coming through, man, or what? 
I'm planning to. Okay, okay. All right, so, 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 if you do, I'm going to give. I mean, I, you know, won't we'll ever get a sponsor on this, but big shout out to Infusion Brewery. Um, uh, the 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 strawberry. Uh, they have a straw. The uh, what is it? Here, I, I'm stammering now. I, I try not to stammer on this podcast, this episode. So they have it's it's strawberry cr- strawberries and cream beer. I'm just throwing that out there. Cause that's what I you're gonna have to bring to the house. Say this out loud. I, don't, I don't care. I'm the most foo-foo. I'm the most foo-foo drinker ever. You like, are, man. I, <laughs> I drink. I drink martinis. Um, Sullivan's. They have a pineapple martini that is like to die for. I don't care what you say. I'm. 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 I'm fully confident and comfortable in my masculinity to say that I like vanilla blonde beer. I like strawberries and cream beer. They, Infusion Brewery. It's. Uh, I go to the one off of Benson. And here in Omaha, they have one in their main. I don't know where the main. I think it's out west. I guess closer to you. They're having a a blonde beer taste tasting thing, whatever you call it. And they have. And I saw the uh, when I went to the brewery last time. They're gonna have a blackberry beer. So I think they already had that, but I've never tried it. So I'm totally. I feel like we gotta hit up. The brewery, since yes. you're making um, it out right beforehand <laughs> or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah, look at it there. So, yep, I've seen your strawberry. Strawberry, baby. It's so good, I, man. I, it's so good. I would be interested in the pistachio porter. That's I've tried that. Made. That's good. That's good. That's It's and good. they sometimes have uh, a little bit of, I'm a jalapeno pepper fan. So every uh, once in a while, I think it's more in the summertime that they have that stuff. But I've always... Enjoy the infusion. Oh yeah! Now, um, feel free to. Did, didn't you say there's a jalapeno? No, I'm thinking of Joe Rogan's. Um, his Kill Cliff. Uh, he has like a jalapeno uh, pineapple. But I want to try like a jalapeno pineapple beer. Like I want to try a jalapeno beer with fruit. Like like not just. I mean, feel free to bring over that jalapeno beer. I like that one. But like, if you can find one with fruit in it, in addition to the strawberries and cream, you know, you know, you bring both of those. You know, but, but if you can find that is like, okay, whatever. You know, but if you find, man, I'm too, because the jalapeno is really good. Like, that's a real, what, what, what's the name of that brand? Um, Kincaid, right? Devil's Cap. De, oh, is it that? De, it's definitely, no, but is, isn't the name of the brand Kincaid or something? Or, or what? It's something like that. Yeah. It is, let me see. It's been so long since I've gone outside, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Kincader. Yeah, Kincader. Right. Yep. See. All right. So, yo, shout out to uh, Infusion and shout out to Kincader. Yeah. <laughs> y'all make dope beers, but you know Infusion all day. But yeah, no, I'm I'm a foo foo. I'm a I'm a. I, yeah, so I'm gonna tell a story. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell yo. I'm gonna tell a story, and this embarrasses me. So, um, so Mick Mick at the gym, Mick Doyle at the gym. Um, you know, um. You know, a, you know, a, a beautiful, beautiful man. You know, a man of of Ireland. You know, um, a beautiful, yourself, beautiful representative. <laughs> no, no, Mick, Mick. I'm talking about Mick. So I asked Mick. Uh, I was like, um, I was like, and, and this is this is the foo foo, like un unintelligible man that I am. I was like, Mick. You know, because you know, Mick knows Connor. You know, um, and I was like, Mick. I was like, uh, <laughs> next time you talk to Connor, can you ask him to to add some flavors to proper twelve? <laughs> And he looked at me sideways. He's like, he's like, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna do the 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 the, the impersonation of Mick. But he's like, he's like, no Irish man drinks flavors in their in their whiskey. <laughs> he's like, what do you think? 
No, but it was, I felt so, I was so embarrassed, man. I was like, what was, I don't know. It was just, I went on autopilot. Like, you know, oh, I'm Fufu Brandon. Here goes Fufu Brandon with his flavors. Cause I was going to ask him, Yo, can you ask Conor McGregor to add like a blueberry whiskey <laughs> or a smoked, a smoked whiskey, you know? But nah, never again will I even think of that. Cause yeah, yeah, ne- never again, man. <laughs> But that was a good. That was a story. That that was a good story. But uh, yeah, that 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 would I, that would never happen again. I would never ask an Irishman ever again. I I will only ask, I, I I'm ever again about flavored, uh, you know anything, you know because I think out of respect, yes, you know you shouldn't add flavors to whiskey. And besides, whiskey is good all by itself. Now I will say, I love I love whiskey with the smoke. It like with the they add the infused smoke to it. Have you tried that? That's delicious, man. We need to hit up a whiskey bar. Yes, we man. Do. We got to do it. Yeah, and we got to do it. Have you done the infused smoke one yet? I have not. Yo, it is so dope, that. man. I was meant to. It is so yeah. good. They they have like, it's like a bulb and they shoot like smoke and they put, they have the, like, it's like a, you know, like a bulb over the glass and they have ice in it so it gets nice and cold. And then whenever you're ready, you know, whenever you let it sit, you just take it off and you drink and you, get, and you can taste that smoke, man. Like, yeah, again, shout out to all my Irish brothers out there. Yes, plain whiskey, proper 12. Um, what's up? What's up? Because <laughs> I, I think about American brands. I think about Buffalo Trace and like uh, Bullet. I don't even know if Bullet is. Uh, but so, you know, I got to give a shout out to the Irish, the actual Irish brands. I want to I want to really good. I haven't even tried uh, proper 12 yet. You know what I'm saying? And here I am, an idiot, asking if there's flavors. Did, did we? I feel no. like when we first started going out for UFC, I, I feel like we did some proper 12. Not, no, we, we, we did. At, at, uh, we asked for a shot. I tried to order it at Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and they didn't have any. And I'm thinking, because that was the night that Connor was fighting. And I was like, I'm like, how you want to have a Connor fight and you don't have uh, proper 12? It's like, that's kind of like an oxymoron, especially like. Conor McGregor brings in so many eyes and so many, um, you know, so many, yeah, eyes to the to to MMA, nonetheless UFC, you know, and they don't I'm like that. That was stupid. That you know, that was definitely a marketing disaster. But well, by Buffalo Wild Wings, that is, you know, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, so just kind of like wrapping up. Um, I was gonna go into the the comic book thing, but I think uh, maybe we can do that next time because you know we're running a little long right now. <laughs> Um, we can go into the comic book thing next time. And then, you know what? I was thinking for, um, I, I get loud, man. I, I wonder if I'm like screaming in people's ears, but I, I was thinking Down like, ears. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking for, <laughs> for, um, the fight, for the fight night, I have like a lapel mics and I'm trying to get my brother to come out here and my brother is wild. I'm gonna have to like straight up censor and like trim it. If I ever have him on this on, on these episodes, man, because he's like he he bugs out. Like we both work for like reputable places, so we can't be bugging out with the stuff we say. <laughs> like we can give our opinions on things, and it's and it's in a respectful manner. But my brother, he he why he wilds out. <laughs> you met him, uh, light skin Kevin yeah. Hart. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> my brother Brian, uh, who who is coming out here to try to fight. So you know, hopefully he can get a you know he can get some sponsorships and. You know, get a fight. Um, the next dynasty is event. He, is he a good fighter, or is he just really enjoy hanging out with other guys? I I'll be honest with you. I've never seen my my brother fight. I I just know I know know of him fighting a lot in high school. I know of him. You know, the cats that he hung out with were always, you know, uh, 
they they were always <laughs> giving him kudos for like being a good street fighter. But I have seen him like you know drill. I've seen him like um you know drill at the gym and stuff like that. But I've never seen him actually fight. Um, but he claims he's a fighter, so yeah. <laughs> We'll see when you when you're throwing it when you're locked in that uh you locked in that cage with somebody who has equal you know or 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 greater skills or lesser you know, but um but no I have confidence in my brother he's always been the type of person that you know would would work out and 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 he was a you know play football wrestle went to state um my my youngest brother went to see he wrestled with uh Andre Neblet who played football and. My brother was on it. My brother claims. I mean, this is his word. He claimed he wrestled on the team with Darian Caldwell and Jordan Burroughs. Um, they're both from Jersey, and Darian Caldwell fights for Bellator. Jordan Burroughs is, you know, Olympic wrestler. Who, who as I believe, he lives in Lincoln. Ironically, I'm like another Jersey cat out here in Lincoln. But, um, but yeah. So, you know, he has a. He, so this is like new, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. This is new. Yeah, new New Jersey. <laughs> That, that, that's sad and pathetic. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, so Nebraska fried. <laughs> Nebraska fried. <laughs> I am fried. <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, so this this Saturday, you know, we could probably do like a because I always want to do a fight companion. Like I don't know how I'm gonna have it set up where it's like all our vocals are coherent. We got video going. We'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. But um, that'll be dope. That'll be a dope idea to have like a fight companion. We get drunk. I'm not gonna say anything stupid. You might say something stupid. My brother I might say something stupid. <laughs> but I'm gonna get, get cutting some of this stuff out there, Brandon. I don't know if I trust you. Chopping <laughs> yeah. this up appropriately. Yeah, yeah, no, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 uh, I, so I'm gonna get you drunk. So, so, Dad, what do you think about the Huskers? And I'm just gonna like drop it all in the Nebraskans, and they're just gonna like come out with the pitchforks and the, you know. Like back in the Frankenstein days, you know, Frankenstein's monster days. You know? <laughs> yep, yep. So what do you think about the the Huskers uh, coach? And are they, you know, no. <laughs> no, but anyway. No, but yeah, other than that, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll touch on. Because the, the fight companion, like, I, I want to do it in the format that Joe Rogan does it. Where, like, I'm not trying to bite off of them. Because, you know, obviously our topics will be very different. But, like, you know, where you just... You know, we start off, you know, we before the, you know, because we're not going to be paying attention to all the fights, you know, especially the early prelims. Well, if you're here at that time, but just talking at the, just talking about stuff during fights, man, just talking, talking out and then hearing if my brother's here because uh, he's trying to plan on flying in, just hearing him just bug out. And man, I'm going to have to edit a lot, man, especially, you know, try to. <laughs> he's very politically incorrect. Um <laughs> So, yeah, and then, and then it's like, well, he's your brother. So you got to have the same mindset. No, nah, we're different people, man. <laughs> no, but, but anyway, man. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, I think we're good. Um, did you have anything before we call it? No. Very, very excited <laughs> for this weekend. We'll see, man. Oh yeah, it'll be good. I'm geeked, man. I'm I'm so geeked, man. Um, yeah. But other than that, man, we'll we will. Uh, the plan is to have a fight companion this Saturday during UFC 271, which I I believe in. You know, uh, paying you know paying for pay per views. I don't believe in illegally streaming because I ain't trying to get hemmed up in that. So I pay. You know, I have ESPN Plus. I pay or Hulu or whatever. 
So yeah. So all all you illegal streamers out there, man, that's that's not that's not cool, man. You know you gotta. I now I do feel that you know Dana White and the UFC and all those all those uh, Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby and all of them like they should be paying the fighters right, you know. But that's not my place, you know. But you know because they are putting their life, they're putting their lives on the line, they're putting their bodies on the line, and they should be they should have health care and. And you know, and and better pay, but that's not my place. I, that's just my opinion because I live in America and we got freedom of speech. But other than that, we're good, man. You you <laughs> you got anything else you get you like that outside of me like talking the whole time? You know, me. <laughs> uh, I like listening. You have a calming voice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I'm gonna do is uh, once I say we're out, I'm just gonna end. I'm just gonna end it, and then we'll we'll get we'll get up. We'll just text each other. Uh, Unless you fall asleep. All right, we out. Boy.